there, it's Mel. Please forgive the terrible recording quality for just a moment. I'm recording this just on my laptop after editing has actually been finished. Um, this episode was actually recorded early in December, so a lot of the news stuff you're going to be hearing is pretty out of date. Fact of the matter is, with the holidays and everything, I was already behind on getting out the episode, and I honestly thought I had uploaded it already and put it out for all of you, but clearly... That was not the case. Um, so we hope to get you something new fairly soon, but for now, take this, what is, I guess, could almost be a lost episode. <laughs> Thanks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Into the Multi-Voice, Big Daddy Gaming's official news, discussion, whatever the hell we feel like talking about podcast. I'm Mel. I am one-third of the way to being a Pokemon Master. Who else is here? Well, I'm Greg. I have fully completed Pokemon Violet. And I understand that it's only been out for like two weeks at time of recording. Don't judge me. Okay, when you say completed, <laughs> is that completed the Pokedex or completed... Uh, I am literally just waiting for my brother to get through the game and trade me version exclusives. Alright, yeah. I, I So I've done everything, including the Charizard raid that just happened over the weekend. And now the real game can begin for you, according to the Shiny Hunters. Oh, wow. But I got like six such... We'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll talk about it. <laughs> And I am Liam. I am here, and today I am one year older. So yay! Yay! yay. Happy birthday, Liam! Thank you. Oh, and old we'll man. actually be discussing my big birthday present. Oh, old man! Yes. Oh, old man on staff got older. Yay! I know, right? <laughs> that needs and to that's stop. Okay. <laughs> it needs to stop with you getting older. Just being the only no, old no, man I on need staff. To, there needs to be a pause button when you get to a certain age. You can just pause. That's it. That's as far yes. as you go. <laughs> Absolutely. I I thought we all agreed that 2020 didn't count. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm only I'm only 54 today because I skipped 2020. Yep. Just That's how that works. <laughs> well, would you like to go first then, talking about what you played? Um, I can sure. Um, the first one, and I'm gonna. Uh, oh Lord. If you're on Twitter, you already know. I'm going to fire this one off, and it's going to be real quick because, uh, well, Callista Protocol. Yes. Um, now, you guys you guys know from, from dealing with me over the past year that um, I do try to, like, if it's a game that I know I'm going to play, I do try to avoid the trailers and the talk. You know, I, I skip all of it. I'll see it when I see it. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And I had really been doing that with Calista. I watched the first trailer and I was like, oh, I like this, and then stopped. And I, you can't get away from the ads in this set. So I did see some stuff, but until I actually booted up the game, I would have put money that the main character was a black man. Oh. I Every time I saw, I did not see, uh, it's not Johnny Knoxville, it's the one that looks just like him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but I, I did. I, I don't know. My mind just, I saw the image of him on the ground and the way his face was. I was like, cool. I am so glad that we're getting a horror, a horror game that is, a, you know, led by a black man. Because, Johnny you know, Knoxville, is... welcome to space. 
I, the trope is that the black guy always gets killed first. And so Obviously. I was kind of digging the fact that he was going to be the survivor. And then I play it and I'm like, wait a minute. What, 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 who is this? What, what is this? What am I playing here? But anyway, so I had, I, I did play the first hour of it. Um, and I say the first hour because on Steam, if you play two hours, you can't refund it. Um, and I had been putting time into the game I'm going to talk about in a second, uh, like six hours in. And then I was like, I'm going to take a break and play Callisto. I played it. It was a janky, hot dumpster fire. It's um, it's not oh, ready it for was. sale. It, I've no, I haven't. I haven't played it, but that's because my holiday budget is already strapped. Yeah, but it was something I was interested in, so I was watching some of my friends play it over on Twitch. And I'm just like, oh, this does not look pretty. Like, mm -hmm. one got to the first stealth section against, like, the prison robots and was completely in the clear, and all of a sudden the bot just comes over and kills him. <laughs> and we're like, was that was that scripted? And no, no, he got a game over. No, no. Like, yeah. The the game yeah, it, his vision just didn't match where he was looking. Yeah, no, and it, that that was the thing is it, it. I wouldn't say it's completely unplayable, but it's frustrating enough that, I mean, I played that hour, and I went and read a few of the reviews, and when people started saying that it's a ten hour experience, I went, I'm sorry, I am not going to pay for a 10 hour janky mess at $80. And I know people are, oh no, it's a $50 game. Excuse me, no, it's not. If you buy the the DLC pass, which it's stupid if you don't, it's an $80 game. And I don't feel that what I was seeing on screen was worth that amount of money. So I refunded it. Oh, I, I might check it out in the summer sale, but at this point it is unplayable. It, it is horrible. I, no, skip it. It's it's definitely still on my radar as something I want to play down the line when they fix right. the messes, yes. but I'm never going to pay full price for Callisto Protocol. No, no. It looks like it might be a $30 horror experience with upscaled graphics. It, well, that's the thing. I, I would have paid $30 for the complete experience, but paying $80, i am just like, I don't, I don't. I'm not feeling it. I just wasn't feeling it. And to correct myself a minute ago, it's Josh Dumel that's the lead character. And he's the one that I swear they could play brothers with Johnny Knoxville. I was going to say, I don't know. Um, you say Johnny Knoxville, and that's all I can think about <laughs> the main character. Now you're going to see him in the game. I will say that the cast was one of the things, because I did sit through that first scene, and you get introduced to Josh Dumel's character. Uh, Karen Fukuhara's character and Sam Witwer's character. And I was like, okay, this is absolutely a lady boner game for me. I love all three of them. I, like, absolutely. But and, I couldn't sit through the game itself. And don't and don't get me wrong. It's literally the price point that sticks me the wrong way with Callisto Protocol. Even if it's, yeah. a, even if it's a janky mess at launch, most games these days are janky messes at launch. Right, they'll fix that eventually, but yeah. the price point has to come down. It's just awful. Yeah. It, it's. So. I didn't play it, but I ha I didn't play it, but I have the same feelings with uh, Evil West. It looks like a fun game. It's also equally short, and yeah, I don't think it needs to be a sixty, seventy dollar game, depending on the platform you get get it on. Yeah. 
and and that's a, you're right in saying that everything releases as a janky mess because I'll actually use that as a segue because um, the game that I actually did spend a lot of time with um, in the past couple of days uh, was uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns. Mm -hmm. um, don't, don't you speak ill of my son? <laughs> oh, I, 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 it is a fantastic game, but prepare yourself because the lag is real. Mm. Um, anytime somebody does something on screen that's big and flashy, and we're talking about Marvel, so even sneezing is big and flashy, there's lag. What system oh, yeah. were you playing it for? I have a beefy machine, come on, huh? What system were you playing it for? Were you paying... I'm on PC for 90% of my stuff, yeah. Okay. I got um, it. I got it for just... PS5. I'll let you know if it performs okay. any better when that comes. It would in. be nice to see when they lock down the graphics if it works better. Because I even turned mine down, and like I said, I've got a monster of a machine. Yeah. I just bought all new last year, um, and it handles it handles Fortnite's new Unreal Five with no problem at all. But how so did it's it... not my machine. But how did it handle Sensoro? Like... <laughs> you know what? I haven't played... Well, no, I, I did play... It with... Yeah, that one was janky. Uh, <laughs> anyway, on to Midnight Suns. Um, first off, I think that... Um, I was surprised when I got into it that... Because everybody keeps saying, it's Marvel meets XCOM with cards. You need to reverse that. It's a card battler made by the guys who made XCOM. Because the actual combat gameplay of it is it is much more card battler. And that's why I think, Greg, like I was saying, I think you'll get into it. Because it, there's not the turns that we're used to seeing in XCOM. There is this random drawing element to it that really makes you stop, look at the battlefield. And they also have um, placement and like you can kick a sofa or throw a rock or this kind of stuff. Um, so there's all sorts of technical possibilities on the battlefield. So it's not fast. You you have to stop, think about what you're doing, plan every single move. It's great. It's wonderful cool. when you want that kind of gameplay. It's absolutely there. But I think saying it's XCOM, but Marvel is selling something that's not quite there. Because it's more of a card, a 3D card battler. The thing I want to know is, <laughs> does, did the team learn that displayed percentages on hit means something? Uh, no, because there's, there's really not that. They took that, uh, that's probably behind the scenes. Oh, probably. Um, but, but like, um, I know one of uh, Strange's default is this uh, whirlwind that will knock back. It does very little damage maybe even none, but it will knock them back so you can push them into something. It it always hits. It's always going to do that. Carol is always going to punch them. So it's, those things hit. There's not any misses. Well, that's it's good. just what you have in your well, hand as to whether you can actually... Well, then, it's, then it definitely sounds like my kind of game because I, Absolutely. Mean, I basically am the outlet's resident uh, deck builder quad battler yeah. uh <laughs> when i started playing it i enthusiast. actually thought of you i was like i wonder if greg's doing this yeah this it, it's definitely it's definitely up my up my alley as far as what yes. i typically take review code wise uh and i and people got upset when they were originally thought that it was just gonna be like a marvel XCOM game when it was announced right 
yeah. people were really excited and all of that. And then when we got game a gameplay trailer and it revealed that it was a card battling system, a lot of people got really upset, and I just sat there and got more excited. Like <laughs> the thing is, I was curious because I was I was wondering, is it going to be you know like do you have a deck for each each hero and this that and the other? and to answer the quick answer is no, it's one deck for your team. It doesn't matter who's on your team. They'll add the cards that are relevant to whoever you pick out, but it, you, you build a very small deck for each character. And then all of those cards go into your deck for the match. So, er, but that's the thing is you don't attack per character. That's why I was saying you don't have those rounds. Like you do, you have, I think it's, you start at two and then you can upgrade to three card plays for your turn. So it doesn't matter who's attacking or what they're doing. If you lay down three cards, you're done. Um, okay. And a couple of the special, because all the cards have specials, um, there is a, a, a trait in the game called quick. And it basically, if your, if your attack goes off and it, it ends in a KO, it will return the card play to you. Ooh. So it kind of, yeah, it kind of refunds the car. And so you, you build and like all the cards work together like that. Right. So it really is, you're not thinking about how am I going to move them over here and do this? I mean, you are, but not as much as you do in XCOM. You're really looking at the cards and can I do this? And that's going to put him here and then I can push him into her. So and by the... That, by the time this podcast comes out, I will be wrist deep in this game. Like, because uh, I, I ordered, I have it ordered. I ordered it the night before we're recording, and it's coming in the mail, and I'm so excited. I was really surprised. I didn't. I expected it to be a middle of the road title for me, but I mean, I'm a Marvel fanboy, so. But it has really. Um, I have two games that I'm working on a review for, and I haven't touched them in like three days. Liam, <laughs> I know, horrible. But, but this game really, it, it came out on the second. So yeah, about three days. Um, <laughs> it has taken, I, I, I just on Friday rented an ARC server for my friends and I have not been able to log in. <laughs> between this game, Pokemon and my reviews, I'm like, when the hell was I going to play ARC? Uh, <laughs> I, lit I literally bought Midnight Suns. My friends are like, do you have time to play that? And I'm like, fuck no. if I know, because <laughs> I even got I haven't even gotten to God of War Ragnarok yet. And I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna I have time to play this. I I bought it and I haven't even launched it. I, well, no, I did launch and cried my eyes out and then said, you know what, I want to finish the first one. So yeah, that's just it. Man. <laughs> I haven't even launched anyway. it. Yeah. So that's this my. Sounds, this sounds super cool. Like I I haven't played any XCOMy stuff because it's not really. My kind of, like the closest I've gotten to playing XCOM was Mario and Rabbids, and oh. yeah, but those games are so good. Yeah, yeah I, I've only played the first version. one. Yeah, I still haven't finished it. It the and... closest I've gotten to XCOM is that and an old Captain Planet game that I remember playing on Cartoon Network dot com in the early two thousands. <laughs> I remember that nice. game. Right? Yeah, like, I, I don't know where I can find it these days, but, like, my memories of that game tell me that's probably what XCOM is like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, and, um, uh, it kind of like, is. I do like cards. Yeah, this, uh, I, seriously, if anybody's been like, I don't, I don't know if it, if it's all XCOM, it's, it's really not XCOM-y, it's more deck builder. 
I, I really think they mismarketed this thing. Unfortunate. Um, I, well, it, it's I not know, right. It's not so much they mismarketed it as fans People expected something different because it's the XCOM team behind right. it. Right. Yeah. And they made a big point to say it was the XCOM team behind it. So fans expected yeah. something completely different than a quad battler. But I'm here for it. I, I'm a big quad battler fan. Yeah. I literally have like 20 of the fuckers installed on my computer at any given point. I'm not even kidding. I am such a fan. It's the I, uh, arcane death loop problem all over again. Absolutely, it is, 100%. it is though. It exactly is. They yeah. expected something different than what we got, and people are upset because it's not what they expected. You know, speaking of expectations, Even... the one they they made a big deal out of no microtransactions. Um, and at, at launch, there are none, but there is a marketplace that currently contains only the pre-order and digital deluxe costumes that were available in those editions that you can you can purchase them through the game but that means there's also a premium currency so the ability oh. to sell more costumes at an actual like real world money is there uh. they just don't have anything in there yet and that so that that was literally the one I, negative i swear i swear to god if i play this game and I give it a positive review, and they have microtransactions, I'm writing a follow-up review. And they are getting... I, if they pull a fucking Crash Bandicoot on us, yeah, oh, oh, I, will right. get, I will get so upset where they released the game. For those that don't know, they released the remake, or whatever the fuck they want to call the Crash Nitro Racing that they yeah. released. They released that, it got positive reviews... And then post-launch added microtransactions. Which, yeah, if I gross. recall correctly, they got in a lot of trouble for because the box no longer... The box yes. did not mention microtransactions, the, and now that was technically, the, like... The, bo the, box, the box did not... The box did not mention microtransactions. And the ESRB fined them <laughs> because yeah. they, state, they did not state any intention to add them when the game was sent for review. Oof. So, and then subsequent box releases have it listed. Yeah. Right. And I the didn't digital store and the digital storefront got immediately updated. Yeah, but you was close but you, I just didn't know they'd been But you could either. still go but I we talked about this when it happened and I said I could still go up to my Walmart and buy a copy of the game that doesn't mention any microtransactions. Yeah. Because existing ones on the shelf weren't mandated to be recalled to get updated packaging. Mm-hmm. And considering that Crash is... Like, yes, Crash appeals to the nostalgia crowd, but Crash also aims for a younger demographic. Yeah. That's a that's, problem. It yeah, is. That's icky. <laughs> So those are my two games. Um, okay. I've got some hardware, but I'll wait till after the game review. Yes. Um, so I played a lot of games in between Pokemon, and that's mostly because when I was not playing, uh, when I was not playing Pokemon, my roommate has been playing Pokemon on my Switch because she's been having a good time with it. Uh, we'll we'll get into like all the Pokemon discussion in a bit, but um, 
I have a couple of things that I played before and after Pokemon. Uh, I played a little to the left, which uh, it was one that I came across via like just social media scrolling. Um, and it appealed to me because it looked a little bit like unpacking. And we all know how much I fucking love unpacking. Is this the one um, with the puzzler with the cat messing with you? Yeah, so what it okay. is, is it's um, basically it's like kind of environmental puzzles where it's puzzles made of household objects that you then have to like organize or arrange or like do certain things with in order to solve them. And some have multiple solutions, some don't. And in some of the levels, occasionally your cat will come and fiddle with the items and throw you off a little bit, which is cute. And, like, if you're scared that it happens all the time, no, there are some levels where it happens more frequently, but it's not, like, a constant thing. Like, the cat doesn't show up in every level. Um, and what... Book. What I really loved is that it has a hint system and it does not judge you for using the hints at all. Like, there's no, like, even if you're playing on Steam, there's, like, no, it locks you out of achievements if you use the hint or something like that. Okay. Um, but uh, I will say the hint system is not super robust because there will be some levels that have three different solutions, but the hint will only show you one solution. Um, and there is a series of levels that, like, once I finished them, I, like, went and looked up, like, what is the actual solution to this? Because the problem is, is there's some puzzles where I would use the hint purely because I could not figure out from the information it was like there's no dialogue there's no like words on the screen nothing um i could not figure out from the information i was being presented what the hell it wanted me to do mm -hmm. um some of them are very very obtuse that like i am sure to the developer they seemed obvious but like that's because you spent so much time working with them you know um to me, who's seeing them for the first time, it is not nearly as obvious as I think they believe it to be. Uh, the ones that really was like, what the hell is the solution for this? Is it would just give you uh, a variety of objects. So, for example, it would give you a whole bunch of leaves. And, like, some of the leaves match and some of the leaves don't. And, like, just... It's given me all these leaves, and there are like there's a couple of ones where this puzzle repeats, but with different objects. And I was like, "What the hell am I supposed to do?" So I use the um, the hint, and like the hint gave me an image of the leaves laid out, and I was like, "Okay." And so I um, took it. There was like a lot of them, so I took a picture of that with my phone, and then I arranged the leaves that way, and ta-da! It let me pass through. Once I was finished with the game, I looked up a guide to see, like, what the hell was it actually trying to get me to do? What was the puzzle here? There was no puzzle. I was just supposed to make something symmetrical out of the leaves. Oh my god. And so, like, it's very clearly meant to be, like, a relaxing, creative exercise. And that's fine. The problem is, is the hint did not convey that. The hint showed me what the creator had made symmetrically. And when you're giving a hint in a puzzle game, I'm going to take it as this is the exact way I'm supposed to lay that out. Right. 
So, like, the hint system isn't super great. What I, The one thing I do appreciate, though, is that the hint system is presented as a notepad that's been scribbled over, and then you erase the scribbles. So you can, like, if I just want to see what, like, the end point of, like, this arranging things in a line is, I can check just what the end point is. I don't have to reveal the entire hint, which that was nice. Oh. Um, yeah. And the other issue I have with the game is that there is a, like, a it's one of those ones that has, has a daily puzzle drop. And I always love a game with a, a daily puzzle drop to keep you coming back. Um, in order for you to do the daily puzzle drop, as far as I can tell, there may be some, like, hidden button that I'm missing or something. But as far as I can tell, um, you have to claim the puzzle on that day. They won't, like, a backlog of them won't stack up for you to come back to if you miss a week of them. And... Even if I have claimed and solved the puzzle for that day, I cannot go back to that puzzle the next day. Mm. Oof. There is a Steam achievement for doing 365 in a row. Oh, God. Oh. And here's the worst part. The second one that I did was a puzzle that was in the base game, and it was just the colors had been changed. So, the second I opened it, I knew the solution. Uh, Mm. And which, like, I understand, like, with the concept they're doing, there are limited things, but as someone who had literally just finished the game, opening it up to that was really disappointing. Um, That's unfortunate. It is a really cute game. I took a look at it, but... Yeah, it's a really cute game. I just think that there's not white enough in it for the price they're asking and i think it has some issues with it um let, let's just say i was looking to scratch my unpacking itch and it did not scratch that itch unfortunately which yeah i, I oh, think well. i think the weirdest part is that they expect people to be able to come back to a puzzle game every day for a year right i have a life yeah. i don't even get to play video games every day like right like and like obviously i i played it on the switch and obviously the switch doesn't have achievements so that that i didn't find out about this until i went and i looked at the steam page and found out about that and i was like yeah for a game that takes the main campaign probably if you're not sitting there and struggling with it takes less than five hours for it to have an achievement that you won't be able to get for a year and all the people who like to play little games for the 100% achievements, that's going to really suck for them. <laughs> like, I, I legit saw people complaining about that. And, like, if it was, like, solve the full year of puzzles, if they backlogged and you could just come back to it every month or so, that wouldn't be that bad. Right. Yeah. But they don't. <laughs> I think that's wow. one of the big things they do have to change. Either lower that achievement requirement or allow you to claim other things. Right, even if it wasn't a even if it was like you're not allowed to claim a back puzzle until you've done today's puzzle kind of a thing, you know? Right, Sh- right. Shit, even the coloring app on my phone lets me go back and claim daily pages <laughs> that I missed. Like yeah. and they have a sa- they have the same achievement complete a full mm-hmm. year's worth of 
daily pictures. But if I yeah. miss one, I could just go back and complete it. It's it's on the yeah. daily it's on daily pictures page. Yeah. Um, the other game I played was one that I played for review, and as of the day we're recording this, the review for it came out today. Um, it's called Cuckoo's Lost Pets. Um. Now you told us that this was a crazy time. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, disclaimer: I did not finish the game before reviewing it. Uh, because I physically could not. So we'll get oh. into that in a sec. Cuckoo's Lost Pets is a platformer that, from what I can tell, it is very much, like, aimed at kids. Uh, like, it's got, like, cute, chubby little characters and kind of a wacky story, and it's very cartoony, right? And, like, that's fine. Like, I'll play a platformer for kids, I was dying a lot. <laughs> and I am I like I am not like Mario Kaizo kind of person, but like I can get through a average Mario game fairly easily. Um like my deaths in Mario tend to come from I need to get that thing over there because I want the 100% completion, not just like I cannot get through the level. And this was killing me fairly frequently, and I think it's because um, the jump mechanics take some getting used to, because it's one of those ones where it's got a very heavy jump to it, and the levels are just, there's too much going on on the screen at once sometimes, and the enemies have a bad habit of blending into the environmental design, so I was just getting hit by something I could not see until it hit me. I hate um, that. I really do. <laughs> I know, it's the worst. Um, especially bad, because the first... So each world gives you a pet that's supposed to be your companion to help you do platforming in that world, right? And so the first level, it gives you a fire... The first world, it gives you a firefly, which can flash. And so when you get close to a platform that can have, like, be switched into two positions the firefly will latch onto the platform and you hit a button, it flashes, and when it flashes, it does, like, the flip the position kind of thing. Yeah. Which, that's fun. But also, that means that the, fir the first world has levels where you spend half the level in darkness because you're supposed to have the firefly out following you around. Oh, no. And so, like, like, this is a fine mechanic to put in your platformer, but it feels like a not a the first world mechanic. Yeah. Especially when in the third level, there were these like plants that grew spikes and the spikes would go away when I put the firefly away and put the light out and it was in the dark. My character had a yellow outline. The edge of the stage did not have a yellow outline. <laughs> and these things that I was jumping onto, they would glow for a second with the spikes sucked into them once I put the firefly out, but they wouldn't last very long. And so, like, it felt like a lot to have in the third level of a game aimed at kids. Yeah. You know? And then, and then in the fourth level, 
there were a lot of things where I was having to use like two or three mechanics at once. And I was like, the difficulty spike here is kind of insane. Once yeah, again, so like for a game that's aimed at adults, like a, like an, like a Kickstarter platformer makes total sense. But for something that I, that I am 90% sure is supposed to be for kids. It was really weird. It's an adult, um, it's an adult kid bonding time. Video Clearly. Game. <laughs> and then in the second world, the pet that I was given, it was one where um, when I deployed the pet, the pet would turn into a platform. And so it was like a, like one of those, like kind of like the, the cloud power in Mario, where you're able to make a platform for yourself. And I was like, oh, this is really fun. The problem is, is that while I was carrying the pet and it wasn't deployed, my jump was non-existent. And so I was already kind of having a bit of an issue at times with the fact that this jump is a bit off from other platformers and then I was constantly having and losing my jump and it wasn't like I could deploy the platform run through the platforming section and then call it back to me because when you deploy it you're on a fairly short leash because you're also supposed to deploy the platform and use the leash as a rope swing to reach areas Wow. Once again, second world in a kid's platformer. A lot going on. <laughs> yeah, like, it, like, I can appreciate that there is a lot going on inside it, but at the same time, like, it, it feels like too much at times. Um, add on to the fact that I personally found the character designs ugly. Like, they're very well animated and well done, but I think the little monkey people look ugly as all hell, but that's just the me thing. And then it had some of the worst voice acting I have heard in years. Oh no. Like, like, 90s anime fan dub levels. Ouch. Voice acting. Ouch. Like, it's, oh. it, it's, it's bad, and like, Original I, Resident Evil. Yeah, it it feels like they either got people around the office or got friends to do the voice acting is what it feels like. Which, Jeez. from what I can tell, it's a small team based out of Brazil, and I think it may not have originally been recorded in English, and like yeah. the English voicing might have been a bit of a rush to not have to put gobbledygook speak on the characters kind of a thing. Right. Which, like, I can totally understand that if you're making a game for kids, you don't want, and you aren't sure if the kids are going to be able to read yet, you don't necessarily want to give your characters Google speak. Um, and so, like, th that was the highlight for me. That was what kept me going, because I wanted to see how terrible the cutscenes were <laughs> um, with the voice acting. And uh, wow. if you go to the review I've posted, I did include a clip of one of the cutscenes it only has one character voice and i included it because it was an example of the subtitles were go the, the timing got off so i would see the subtitle see the mouth move and then hear the audio <laughs> so i included it as an example of the game glitching out and being buggy you, but it was also like you know, <laughs> you know, I don't even know if I can fault them for that. Even big name studios like, you know, the one behind Saints Row couldn't get audio syncing, right? Yeah, the, it, like. Sorry, the, I'm in a mood to shit on Saints Row, apparently. That's fine. <laughs> um, 
and it wasn't even a little off. It was like way off. So if you go to the review, you can see that clip and it's absolutely hilarious. Um, oh, it was also really unclear about instructions. Uh, sorry, I'm jumping around a little bit here, but it was really unclear on instructions. Uh, I was in the tutorial, okay? And I get to this thing where it gave me my first pet, and then this is supposed to be your character's pet that they lose, and, like, your journey is to get this pet back, you know? Um, and so it gave me my first pet to try out, and it told me, hit A repeatedly to fly, because it's a pair of, like, little bird things that lift me up and let me fly. And so I hit A repeatedly to fly, and I'm just jumping like I had been, and I was like, this is kind of weird. I then just start pressing buttons, and I had to hit R to equip the pet, then hit A to fly. But it never told me that. <laughs> In the tutorial. Mm -mm. Wow. So, and that wasn't the first time where it, like, expected me to do something without having told me the right thing to hit. Which, like, I'm an adult. I'm gonna hit every button on the controller until I want, until what I want to happen happens. But right. once again, for a six-year-old, bit of a problem. Like, <laughs> if I wasn't willing to hit buttons, I wouldn't have made it past the tutorial. Um, but as for why I didn't finish it, uh, I got to the boss at the end of the second world, and I hit the boss three times, and it just stopped. Like... It was still moving. It was like doing its idle animation, and I was standing there, but it wasn't dying, and it also wasn't attacking me. And I was like, okay, clearly something is glitched out. This is not the first glitch I had. And like any reasonable player, I threw myself off the side of the stage to kill myself. <laughs> and uh, I did the boss fight again. Same thing happened. Four times I did this. And at that oh. point, I was like, the game does not want me to progress, and I shut it down. Wow. Like, I'm willing to give it, a, like, obviously, this the first time it happened, I wrote it down in my notes, because, like, this is something I have to mention in the review, obviously. But, like, I'm willing to, like, give them a bit of the benefit of the doubt, kill myself, and try again. But the fourth time it happened, come on. Yeah, no, at that point, it's an issue. <laughs> Yeah, at that point, I, I assume the game is willfully against me at this point, and I'm disappointed because I wanted to see what the grand finale of the bad voice acting was. Oh, man. You were invested. This game is $30. I believe there are only four worlds unless it, like, finishing the fourth one unlocks a fifth secret one, which, you know, knowing platformers of very mel might, $30 and has a physical release. And, like, it's one of those games that you look at it and you're like, this is clearly based off some obscure children's show. As far as I can tell, it's not. It's a Gemino's situation all over again. Oh, I watched a... I was watching a game playthrough where I had that exact thought. The other night, one of my friends do is doing, like, a play every game on a Nintendo DS challenge. Yeah. And was playing Zubo, which... Yeah is like a RPG rhythm game. Mm-hmm. And it really looks like it was designed to either sell a toy line or from a toy line, but it just exists. 
yeah, it just exists as this weird rhythm uh, RPG, battling RPG on the DS. <laughs> yeah, and, like, I cannot describe, like, why this phenomenon happens. Because there are some games where it's an original IP and you can tell, like, okay, yeah, this isn't, like, for some kid's show or a or a toy or something. This is clearly a video game thing. Like, you wouldn't, like, Spyro was an original IP, but you wouldn't look at Spyro and say Spyro was meant to be a kid's toy. You know? And right. I Even though he became a kid's toy. He... What? Even though Spyro became a kid's toy. Well, the Spyro became a kid's toy, but you can t clearly tell that the Spyro game came first when you look at Spyro. And, like, I think it's when you have multiple characters that all look like they could fit the same plastic mold and then have different hair slapped on them kind of a thing. Very anime. You know? What? Very anime. <laughs> like, I like I said, Zubo, they're all, like, little, like, kind of cylinder creatures with bobblehead things and it's just different paint jobs and sometimes an accessory. <laughs> exactly. This was just <laughs> cylindrical monkeys and some of them had a jacket and some of them had glasses. I love of that course mix. I played as the Dixie Kong ass looking one because why not? <laughs> um Okay, uh, also, today is the day that the new Dreamlight Valley update drops. So, I played a little bit of that. Um, highlights include they've added Woody and Buzz to the game. Uh, they have added Stitch to the game, though you're not going to be getting Stitch today. Like, you do a quest, and then it seems like you have to wait a couple days, and then the next quest pops up, and then you can get Stitch. Uh, okay. Stitch is finally in the game. But hype because <laughs> Stitch. Yeah. Um. They today launches in another one of their like little battle pass star path thing they're doing. Mm. Um. And within it is the ability to unlock alternative costumes for the characters living in your valley. Now I'm excited. So, yeah, so far, um, the it looks like there is an alternative one for Mickey and an alternative one for Merlin uh, that are Christmas-themed. Okay, that's, okay, that's cute. And, I like it. And so there is a quest line in the game after you unlock Ariel, Prince Eric, and Ursula that you can eventually turn Ariel from a mermaid to being able to walk around in her like uh, blue dress that she wears when she's exploring the city with Eric in the movie. Um, and people were like, oh, but I liked Ariel as a mermaid. You now have the option to switch Ariel between mermaid and human form. Oh, that's also awesome. <laughs> right? Cause... Uh, that corrects one okay. of the big bugs too because there was a point where you couldn't get to her because she and Ursula were in the water. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, when you want to get to her easily, put her on land and then throw the fish back in the pond when you're done. <laughs> um, uh, and in general, they just, they add a lot of... Okay, but did they, re did they release the dress? Did they release the dress? No, the Moana dress is not fixed. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's going to be, and I'm still upset. Oh, it's going to be when it goes free-to-play and they want you to pay premium for it. It'll oh, be yeah. fixed. 
Well, this this was also um, so they when you bought the game as uh, as like an early adopter, they gave you a bunch of the in-game currency, increasing in value depending on which amount of money you paid for it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it basically what it was is like it's enough for you to do their little star path thing we're now on the third one it's enough for you to do it x number of times is how they quantified it for you and um if you do the star path you make back most of it uh it costs like like there's there's free parts on it obviously and then if you do the paid to be able to do everything um it costs i want to say 2300 to do that and if you complete the thing in its entirety, you get all but 500 back. So, hmm. like, you don't get a full refund, but you get most of it back, which, like, from a money-making standpoint, I understand God, why it's done that way. Gosh, Disney, at least Square Enix had, the, had uh, the generosity to give you all of your premium currency back if you finish one of their shitty passes in Marvel's Avengers. Right, like... But, like, from a money-making perspective, as a free-to-play game, I understand why they're doing it this way, because the game is eventually meant to be free-to-play. But it's not free-to-play at the moment, so they're just screwing over early adopters. (laughs) Well, here's the thing, is obviously you have a limited amount, and you could get, I think it's like 10 or 20 of the premium currency every day, just like finding a chest on your island. And so I feel like because the path lasts about 50 days, I feel like if you are logging in every day and getting that chest and doing the entire path, I think you come out even, but don't quote me on that. Um, That's it. I'm going to do the math so I can quote you on that. (laughs) So I, I feel like there is a way to sustain your currency. It just requires you to play a lot, which once again makes sense for this free-to-play economy thing. Uh, but as of today, you can now purchase more of the premium currency, should you like. Because the... That's, app... that's hmm? big. Uh, that's that's a big change. Um, cause, yeah, because you haven't I mean, been able to purchase the premium currency up till now. And right. I think it's because the very base pack you could buy at the start was meant to cover you three through three of the paths. So yeah, if you paid yeah. for the three paths and you didn't get through the, each of them all the way, by this point you might be out. Yeah, that um, I I kind of lucked out because I actually ended up buying it on two different platforms. So I the premium currency came with both editions. Mm-hmm. So I had an obnoxious amount of it. Um, but I ended up spending quite a bit of it on level skips because, like you were saying, this is a live service game. This is a game that uh, uh, Scrooge McDuck's inventory changes daily. Stuff appears on your map daily. It's just like Animal Crossing. I just rebooted my my Animal Crossing island. I don't have time for two of them. Right. <laughs> so I, have, I, I love the game, but I have not been able to keep on top of it. Yeah, I, so far for me, I haven't actually paid for any of the paths yet, so I still have all my currency. Um, But that's because, A, I knew I wasn't playing every day, and B, because when I looked at the paths each time, I was like, okay, nothing in this particular one is appealing to me so much that I want to buy it. 
I might end up picking up this Christmas one, still not sure. Um, but, like, it, it wasn't, like, nothing in it was calling to me enough for me to feel the need to invest. So I still have all of mine. But I've seen people who, they they run this path out within three days. Like, there are some people who are in it. Wow. Um, my roommate has taken the past three weeks off of the game. But before that, she was a daily player who was very much going at it. Um, when she boots it up tonight to play all the new stuff, she's going to have two million gold sitting there waiting for her. Good lord. Yeah, like, she got on that pumpkin farming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Um, but yeah, that's out today, and so that's really exciting. I'm looking forward to playing some of that after we're done here. Shall we talk Pokemon? Yeah. Although I, I have to throw it out. I'm not done yet. I'm not quite done. But okay. we can talk spoilers because it doesn't. It, it's whatever. Okay, so we're going to talk Pokemon now for a little bit. And right. if that's not something you want to hear about, go to the next time skip. <laughs> yeah, uh, timestamps are either in the description of the podcast or on the page on the website. You can skip around however you please if you're not interested in hearing us blather on about Pokemon for however long we're going to do that. Yep. Um, Alright. Pokemon good. Pokemon good? <laughs> Pokemon so fun? New update did not really fix performance issues. Uh, Pokemon broken. Poke Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon broken mess. Pokemon <laughs> has to be designated as such in review. Pokemon still good. Yeah. It's one of those things where, like, this is the most broken a Pokemon game has ever been, but this is the most fun I've had with a Pokemon game in a long time at the same time. So this is the I don't really care. This is the kind of Pokemon game that little me would have loved, but mm -hmm. adult cynical me does a f fucking trade for the first time opening night, and I'm just like, what the fuck is this shit? Why is it stutter on the trade animation? <laughs> like, Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Here's how I've been saying it. So, there is a difference between performance issue and just the way they made it was done. Um, so, there are legitimate slowdowns and frame drops and stuff like that within the game. But when you see the people walking around the towns at like 10 frames a second, or yeah. like a frame every 10 seconds, um, when you see people walking around the town like that, that is not a programming issue. That was deliberate. Yeah, that's a hardware thing. <laughs> yeah, like, Game Freak literally did that to try and reduce problems. Like, it looks bad, but that is not the game being broken. Those ones were deliberate. Um, okay, yeah, but what? A lot of they've, those, and I agree they've you. done that in the distance before. This is but, just the first time they've done it. Wait, wait, right wait. I have, I have an issue, though. So, I was in uh, Cortando, one of the first cities that you go to, doing the new version for evolving the walkers in this game. Yeah. Because they did change it with the update. It's no longer oh. a thousand steps. It's Oh, what's it now? It's two minutes of continuous walking. Oh, I hate that. Because if you, because I know for a fact, with the thousand steps, if you hop on your bike and drive in a circle, you know, like rubber band the controller style, 
It does oh. it in ninety seconds. Oh, you didn't have God. to do you didn't have to do that anyway. If you go to a Poke Center that you can get on top of with mm -hmm. your mount and you throw a Pokemon out, your Pokemon would just run around in circles underneath you. Yeah. You could just and you could just sit there. Uh so that's what they changed it to. I actually like that more because it was easier to keep track of. I just started my timer. Yeah. My um, my one problem is that sometimes your basic running is too fast for the Pokemon, and if they go back in their ball, you have to start over. Yes. So I but I didn't I didn't bring up Cortando to talk about the new method for Walker's evolutions. Yes. I brought it up because the NPCs that walk in Cortando are not framerate stuttered like they are in the big city. And I yes. want to know why. Because the game, in that while you're in that city, does have to continually spawn Pokemon in the distance and shit like that. Mm -hmm. It has to do that. When you're in Megazolia, it doesn't have to do that. So... Mm -hmm. Why are they frame capped in Megazolia, yeah. a standalone I, I, area, and not in Cortando, which is out in the in the world? Game Freak works in mysterious ways. Because, like. uh, well, maybe Game Freak can listen to this and tweet at me and tell me why they had to frame cap the NPCs in the main city hub that you're like never in, and <laughs> the uh. Right. And why that same issue isn't prevalent everywhere else. Because yeah, I only see that NPC stuttering in the main city hub. I don't see oh, it in the I other areas it. as much. Yeah, I mean, it's not as much, but I have seen it in the other areas. Like, it, I see it a lot in um, the town that's got the electric... Lavinka. Lavinka was... Yeah. The Le, Le, Vencia. And uh, Medali. Medali, the normal yes. gym. That yeah. has like two NPCs that will walk around that will stutter out of like the six that walk around in that area that don't stutter. Like, Game Freak, why? <laughs> yeah. I haven't noticed it, but I'm going to have to pay attention. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, mm -hmm. once, once I saw that with Megazolia. I started counting the NPCs that would stutter versus ones yeah. that don't in the same area. Yeah. Because I was but, curious. Uh, I wanted to know if it was all NPCs or if it wasn't. And it's not all NPCs. Actually, the vast majority of them that all walkers do not stutter. They will move at the same pace that you can move. Hmm. Okay. So here's the thing. The game is busted and like it has slowdown and like there's been some funny glitches. But to be fair, I want to say of what I have personally seen and what I have seen people posting about, 90% of the glitches are mostly visual. Yeah. yeah. I got like, well, I got physically like The game is playable. I got physically <laughs> stuck absolutely. in something I was supposed to be on. Okay. Like, I physically got stuck in the one mountain area mm -hmm. at, right past the electric gym. There's that scaffolding that has a fuck ton of items on it. Yeah. And I was hopping around on the scaffolding getting the items. And I hopped up to the final one. And I grabbed the item. 
And then I get stuck in between two pieces of scaffolding and couldn't move. Couldn't move, couldn't hop out of it, couldn't do anything but be stuck there for a solid minute before the game sent me back to the Pokemon Center. Hmm. Wow, it it put you to the center. It did, which means this is something that came up during playtesting, that instead of putting an invisible wall there so I couldn't fall into that crack, enough people were falling out of the map that the game has a failsafe. I have I have run into a like an internal stuck command because I did get stuck between it was it's on one of the mountains, but it's a there's a tiki torch and I was being a smart ass and hitting the slide button because I love to do the little slide that he does. Um, (laughs) And I did the slide button and went behind the tiki torch. So I got caught caught in a falling, but it was stuck on the tiki torch and it it took about, I don't know. 30, 45 seconds, and then it, like, popped me onto the path. Yeah, no. I was yeah. Like, oh. This like, thing had... You to the... because, well, this tried popping me onto the path first. Yeah. But it yeah. popped me in the exact same spot I was in. Oh. Because, like I said, for all intents and purposes, you are <clears throat> supposed to be able to be up there. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, an, I, like, an, item, like an item spawns right next to this crack in between the two scaffolding. You were supposed to be able to be up there. It's part of the programmed path. I wasn't, like, fucking around. I just hopped up there to get an item, and then I got stuck. Uh, and then yeah, it's... its second failsafe was to pop me to the closest Pokemon Center. Yeah, it sounds like like what's not fixed the first time sending you to Pokemon Center is the backup. Because, like, I have gotten stuck maybe once. Like, I jumped off something on the bike, and then the bike hit it wrong. So, like, I was stuck in like face down ass up jumping position oh. on the bike yeah, yeah. It, like between a tree and a rock or something and so like it then after a little bit like 30 seconds or so treated it like i had fallen in the water before getting my ability to do that and just shunted me back to where so so the game has a waiting in water animation for your character Mm-hmm. Uh, so I found this by accident. I was doing. Did you accidentally walk your ass into a cutscene while in the waiting for water animation? Because no, I was. Glitch. I was uh on, I was on my mount, and I went to zoom off to a terror raid, online. Mm-hmm. And when I came back, I wasn't on my mount. Mount was gone. So I plopped into the water and I waited for like two seconds and then the game popped my mount back out. Game, your character has a waiting animation. So why can't I swim? Because they don't want you to go places yet. I want to be able to go places. It's an open world Mm -hmm. game. I should be allowed to go swimming in the ocean. Well, you gotta unlock that first. I shouldn't have to. I should be able to go swimming in in the ocean. I, okay. I was gonna say the 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 higher level Pokemon's been doing a good a good job of it for me because I I ran around I'm in my uh, mid to late forties and uh, I started hitting level fifty Pokemon I was like oh we need to go back the other way okay yeah yeah but that never became an issue for me because I wasn't switching out Pokemon on my team uh, <laughs> so I was just consistently oh, Lord. I was just consistently over leveled for whatever I was doing and. I want it, and I was looking into that. I'm like, this shouldn't be happening. I shouldn't be able to be 
commanding level 60 Pokemon with five gym badges. Uh, and I'm like, it definitely shouldn't be happening because two of those are traded Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, the level caps only pertain to Pokemon you catch. What? It used to be the other way around. The level caps only pertain to Pokemon you catch not listening to you. Oh, okay, that you catch above the cap. That you catch above the cap, not listening to you. Pokemon, Pokemon you, but you can raise Pokemon above the level cap that you're at, and they will listen to you no problem. I never once had a Pokemon in my in my play entire playthrough tell me no. Okay, so like from a lore perspective, that kind of makes sense, but from a gameplay perspective, that's fucking bonkers. From a game, from a gameplay, from a gameplay balancing perspective, what the actual fuck? Especially because the ability to do raids now gives you a very easy way to power level your Pokemon. Exactly. We're talking about broke. Guess what's really damn broke? The raids are pissing me off (laughs) so bad. I do so many of them because I, I, I do use that leveling and I do switch out. So I have, you know, level 35s that I need to get up there. Yeah. The easiest way to do it is to rate. Well, quote unquote, easiest way to do it is rating. And <laughs> I usually like lay in bed and raid before I go to sleep. And like half the time I've been sitting there waiting for that damn refresh button. Oh, I know. Why? Um... Why? Why? <laughs> so much of that screen pisses me off. It's so badly designed. It's very basic <laughs> UI. Half of the Here's raids the that are, half of the raids that pop up when you go in that portal, you can't even get into because they're already full or canceled. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. It's still better than the way Sword and Shield handled raids, though. <laughs> Is it? Because yeah, couldn't the, you search? Couldn't you search for specific? like raids though by the end of sword and shield all right i'm sword and shield it was you could have the entire online feed or you could filter it down to just messages about raids and even then it was a crapshoot on if you would be able to get into them or not at least this the game guarantees you a refresh on the raids that are on your screen every two minutes or two raids that you fail to get into. Um, The Sword and Shield one, you just kind of were at the mercy of when it decided to allow you to refresh. So I really want a feature that lets me search for raids of specific difficulty level. That would be amazing. Because I am looking for specific Pokemon, and some of them do not show up in four five-star raids. They show up in two-star raids. Right. Yeah, I have run into that. And I want to be able to search for two, one and two star raids so I can try to get into one of those raids with the Pokemon I'm looking for versus just having to hope one shows up on the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. I do like the raid feature, but it does need fixed. I had raids end on my end that uh, I still had a good bit of time on my timer bar listed for. So mm-hmm. that's not syncing up correctly. 
Yeah, they're, um, I know with the recent Charizard raid, which was, like, the event that just wrapped up, which runs again in, like, two weeks or something from when we're recording, um, I know that there was a glitch that was causing it to improperly calculate damage coming from Azumarill, you know, the most used Pokemon on the Charizard Dragon-type raid. Because why wouldn't it be? <laughs> Hey, it, everyone was using either um, Azumarill or Doxbun, the evolved bread dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I love bread I, dog. I love bread dog. I really want them to do, because you, you mentioned Sword and Shield, and they did that expansion with the adventure raids. Mm -hmm. yes. Those were an absolute treat to play. I loved every single oh. time I ran them. Oh, yeah. And those... I was hoping they would bring something like that to this if that's what it needs for the this has such a heavy emphasis on online play yeah. it needs something well, like that that well, you can jump in already, you can have um data miners have found shit in the code supposedly implying that we're gonna get dlc again which does not surprise me that seems to be their mode instead of doing third game from now on right they'll yeah, just give absolutely. us some dlc expansions and i don't hate that because it's cheaper than buying third game uh, I'm down with it. What yeah. I want is I want the DLC to be like summer vacation themed so that I can wear something other than the fucking school uniform. The school uniform. Yeah, I knew it. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I came up. I want to point out that why do I either get the little the little boy shorts uniform for school or I can make my character look like they're 40? Uh <laughs> <laughs> there's no there's no in between i either look like i'm 10 and need an adult or i look like i'm 40 and should oh be God. teaching classes uh my favorite thing was there i saw someone who um i didn't design my character this way because that's not how i wanted my character design but they had done like full glam makeup treatment on their character so their character had red lips and their character had like the biggest eyeliner they had with like the cat shaped eye you know like as much as they could do and then it threw them in the little tie-in shorts outfit and put them in the stupid hat at the beginning of the game and they were like this is not appropriate for the character that i have created <laughs> this is not appropriate not okay. for my character that being like, said i want like, the character design with like the face of bayonetta <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, uh, no, my character looks closer to the 40 range. Uh, the only my thing that says- has bright purple pigtails. The only thing that says child is the type of haircut I picked. Um, but everything else speaks, speaks volumes about the type of person who made that character. Uh, hey, I want more I outfit options. Stole... Outfit options. Arceus spoiled me. I want outfit options. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. I've been spoiled by the past two titles to being able to dress up the way I want to dress up, and then you restrict me to, what, four like, uniforms? Yeah, it's four <laughs> different uniforms, which even if, like, they went, like, the route that Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl did in that, like, you don't get to choose separate tops and bottoms. You choose more, outfit. like, they add more full outfits. I'd even be fine with that. My problem is... That, A, which game you pick locks you into the color scheme of the uniform. Mm -hmm. So if you chose Scarlet, you're in bright fucking orange the entire time. 
Uh-huh. And the Looking problem... over my partner's shoulder, I was like, I am so glad that I went with Violet because this would be, <laughs> I know. oh, God. The I could never have lived in the awful. I could never have lived in that orange uniform. And the problem is, is they have given accessories in every color under the sun. And, like, 70% of the accessories you can choose are going to clash with the uniform color that you have. Yeah, yeah, Like, they, exactly. they either needed to make it full customizable outfits... Or they needed to, you can at least change the color of the uniform. Right. Because, like, I feel that would have helped Okay. Okay, but why are we going to school with people in their 50s? Okay, so the way <laughs> I took it is it's more like a, like a college University. type thing yeah. where it's like a huge range of ages are in there. Yeah. Why are they allowing um, a 10-year-old in college? <laughs> Well, they because let twelve-year-olds the wander world the world. Why are they late with an old dude? Yeah, no, it's weird. Yeah, you know, you know, in the game's hindsight, at least we're like at least eleven before we're told to go wander the entire region by ourselves this time around, uh, because they do make us go to school for a year. Uh, <laughs> My question is: is why we live in the dorms when we're so clearly a ten-minute walk away? For the experience. <laughs> you know what? There's two things that just occurred to me, and I want to see, since both of you have played through the games, they we were talking a minute ago about not explaining things in the tutorial. Um, <clears throat> knowing that there was a battle pass type system under how many Pokemon you caught. Ex Did either one of you... Yes. Oh, like um, the why the yeah, fuck? Why the fuck is okay. that not explained in game though? Yeah, no, nowhere do they mention that. It's n it's <laughs> not explained in game. You have to go, and you can only find it if you're viewing the entire Pokedex. So yeah, right. Why why in the world does the game not tell you? Because those rewards are great. Those are, and they are they're infuriating. They give you a shit. They, they give you a shit ton of extra Pokeballs, XP candies. Evolution stones. Evolution stones. Those rewards are fucking fantastic, and the game yeah. does not mention it. I, no, I accidentally found it, and I'm it, like, "Wait a minute, what is this?" I literally, my brother had been playing the game for three days. I go, "Did you claim your Pokedex rewards yet?" He's like, "You mean the ones from Jacques?" And I'm like, "No, I mean the ones from the Pokedex." He's like, "What?" <laughs> I did the same thing with my partner. I'm like, by the way, let me take you into a place I know you haven't been yet. And I told yeah, some of my same thing for my roommate. And I told some yeah. of my friends on Twitch that were streaming the game. I'm like, can I tell you something that's not spoiler for the game, but actually useful, and the game doesn't tell you what a damn. And they're like, yeah. And I tell them, and they're like, why does the game fucking mention this? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. And then yeah. they never tell you to go back to school either. They, I didn't even know that you could. They do, yeah, they don't tell you. They allude that you can go take classes, but they but never... started on the classes. Holy fuck, the first <laughs> math class? <laughs> I, I, rage. I don't know. Oh, yeah, no, why I, are you raging? I don't Have you think... taken the math class? Yeah. I did the, the first the, one, at the, least. Yeah, the... How many Pokeballs can you get for 2,000? Oh, yeah. I'm like... Pokeballs cost 200? 11, because you get one free. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, you say 10, and they're like, ah, that would be right, in the except for you actually get 11, because you get a free ball. 
fuck you, bitch. <laughs> uh, that being said, I do like that you can build relationships with the teachers. Yeah. And the classes are worth doing because they give you good rewards. The classes are worth doing because they give you good rewards. And building the relationship with your teachers is worth doing because, um, spoiler, I guess, there are, you know, there are four sealed away Pokemon that are legendaries that you, um, you unlock them by pulling out uh, swords that are stuck into the ground all over the map. Uh, getting to a are. certain what? <laughs> I said that's what those are. Okay. Yeah, I had to look yeah, those up too. I'm like, what the fuck do these do? And I look it up, and they're like, oh, it it's unlocks... for legendaries. I'm like, sounds like post game shit. <laughs> yeah, it unlocks the uh, it unlocks the like seal they're being kept under. Basically, is the idea. Um, you can get those marked on your map by getting a good enough relationship with your history teacher. Wait, what? No way. Okay. Getting a good right. relationship with the history teacher is how you're supposed to find out about those because she explains them to you and then oh she will mark God. them on your map. For I, you. I found okay. out about them because I ran into one. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, had... that's when I run into them first, but I, yeah, knowing that Wait. there's an explanation somewhere. Uh, all right. I guess I'm going to I guess I'm going to go back to Pokemon because I have to do those legendaries yet. Cause I'm gonna go take some history courses. You know what? We 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 can't talk about the teachers without me throwing this out there. So everybody was like all gaga about uh, Tura when we when things first started being released. Professor Dad, um, taking the classes uh, for some reason, r slash gamers is all. And by the way, that's G A Y M E R S. R slash gamers is all about the home ec teacher, Mr. Salvatore. Mr. Salvatore, no, isn't that his Salvatore name? Salvatore is the English, the English, the uh, the uh, literature, uh, the language teacher. Oh, okay. And he's the one that I'm saying, outside of the Pokemon hair, because all of the teachers have Pokemon hair. Um, he's the one. Like he outshines everybody else that damn game. <laughs> so, Greg, you and I can fight over whoever, but but I've claimed the language. I, you can't just keep doing this. First you take David from Dead by Daylight. Now you take the hot language professor. You're mean. Okay, but can we agree? Can we agree? None of the gym leaders in this game are straight. Oh, oh. Oh, oh, this, no. This is the gayest Pokemon I've ever played. Come on. <laughs> Not a Magical sin. world transformation every time I throw a fucking raid ball. Come on. <laughs> No, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry, no. No gym leaders in this game are straight. Uh, and if you want to fight me on Twitter about that after hearing that comment, feel free. Uh, because like, I will provide you all of the fucking evidence. <laughs> at, at first glance, I can understand why someone may determine Larry is straight. But no, no, he is husbands mm. with Elite Four member Hassel. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, after you get to the Elite Four, you find that out. Yeah, they're husbands. They're married. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it might not be canon, but it's canon in my heart. Absolutely. No, no, they basic. They might as well be like, they, like the the way they talk to each other. Please, these bit these bitches gay. <laughs> <laughs> these bitches gay. They in a relationship. Um. Um. Yeah, but none of the gym leaders are straight. No. And and Iono has trans flag hair. 
I the the headdresses on all of the Pokemon when they when they do their crystal thing. The fairy the type fact... is my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I actually I love the poison type because it's a little like hot topic hair clip looking thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I... Yeah, it like all of no. that stuff and then the magical girl transformation when you throw a raid ball. It just all I'm like I, I, I get where it's coming from. But I'm a big I'm a big fan of the reset. ghost. I'm a big fan of the ghost one because oh, cool. it reminds me it reminds me of the like ghost sprite from the original games. Yes. Like it has yes, the exact yes. same face. Like ooh. I'm like ah. Oh. I love how the the fairy type one is the heart with wings because wings, I have yeah. seen okay. an endless amount of people doing that to their Pokemon with the Sailor Moon transformation music playing. Okay, oh, absolutely. But, can, but can we talk about why the fuck is the rock one like a goddamn mausoleum? I thought it looked like a full mine. It's a diamond. Me. Oh, I thought it was a diamond. Whoops. No, the normal the... one's a diamond. Oh, is that the diamond? Okay. The yeah. rock one is yeah. is like a Greek structure with columns and shit. Why? To me, it looks like a minecart. It does not look like a minecart. Just to me. I I I assure I assure you I'm think I'm assure you. Uh, okay, the dragon one is badass though. The dragon one is really neat. Um, thank you, Game the Freak, for I the level one hundred like Charizard. Thank you, Game Freak, for the level one hundred Charizard. By the way. Uh, yeah. The the only one I re I don't really like is the um. The light bulb. Oh, electricity. I think it's kind of warning. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like they could have done... You know, I would have preferred if they did, like, a fucking Tesla coil instead of a light bulb. Yeah. Like, just get a little bit more creative with it. Um, but good, good shit all around, though. And a lot of good Pokemon designs this generation, can I say. I think so, yeah. Like, Although I... I have I'm playing through Violet and I had seen images of the two motorcycle Pokemon before, but I was like, no, I like the purple one. It's all sleek and this, that, and the other. But when you see them in motion, I have to admit, I'm absolutely in love with Scarlet's Pokemon. He is so gorgeous. Mm -hmm. He's absolutely um, beautiful. I hate both I hate of them, that he's both that... of them give me big how to train your dragon toothless energy. Oh, sure, sure, yes. Like, that is very much the energy of it. And, like, the problem with the Violet one is it has been pointed out by multiple streamers, independent of each other, that I've seen. The Violet one is quite phallic. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah. for the furries out there, he looks like a protogen. He absolutely has the face of a protogen. I'm... <laughs> Listen, I feel like, as we've said before, this is the gayest Pokemon we've ever had. It really is. <laughs> it really is. And I am loving every little gay moment of it. Can I, can I just say it's that I do... The girls and the gays. Can I just say <laughs> that when I was doing the grass-type gym, uh, I felt like I needed an adult? I know. <laughs> <laughs> this guy just comes well. up, jumps off of a windmill at me, and was like, Bam, bitch, let's make some art. And I'm like, uh. 
he he jumps off, it cuts to black, and then you see him on the ground because Game Freak did not animate him falling all the way down. No. You cannot tell me he didn't do a flip. <laughs> you cannot tell me he did. I believe he did a flip. Head cannon. Head cannon is he does a fucking Absolutely. flip coming down. He, and then he's like, bam, Wait, bitch, <laughs> let's make some more. And then he gets like really weird and suggestive while you're kicking his ass. And... <laughs> Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i i left that gym feeling like i needed an adult so... it's okay you get an adult when you get to the normal type gym <laughs> that man's an adult so who's your favorite gym leader and why is it larry <laughs> I, I was about to say yes larry why is it larry <laughs> I, I forget his name but i also am a big fan of like uh, restaurant Grandpa Water Gym Leader. <laughs> oh, I love him. He's great. <laughs> but yeah, my my favorite gym leader, hands down, is is Larry. Who's your favorite Elite Four member, and why is it Larry? Uh, <laughs> I, beat the elite I don't know, man. I don't even I, know. I I really I, I. The Elite. That's a hard choice. That's a hard look, choice, actually, because the Elite Four is a bunch of a full of good. Is it Gita? I'm a straight woman, but Rika got me feeling some kind of way. <laughs> is Rika male or female? I believe Rika is a woman, but a very androgynous one. <laughs> Game Freak, what's what's the initial, what's the official statement? Just like Grisha. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, Grisha debacle. This, this game I already... androgynous women and femboys in it? We eating good. <laughs> Uh, Wait, okay. What is her name? Rika? It's a, it's a girl. It's a girl. The the oh. girl with the the long uh, green ponytail. I okay. Have not run into her. I don't think. You. Uh, I will get a picture to send you. There was. That's why I was like looking on the the. the I I found I found a picture of her. I'll post it in general. But yeah. You... So uh, she she got me feeling some kind of way. Right? Like, what I, the hell? I am unsettled by the champion. <laughs> uh, the, the champion I... is... Uh, I am unsettled by the champion. I, okay, the I champion have talked to her. I, li I, like my, I like my picture better. Yes, because it's fan art. Because mine is fan art. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yes. Um, and I'm a gay man, and Rika got me feeling some sort of way. Like... <laughs> Who's that little Every... lesbian that you think's really cute at Gay Pride? <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, no, um, but how far are you in your gym challenge, Liam? Um, I just defeated Dark. Yeah, but how many gym badges? Oh, um, you know what? I can check real quick. I think that was my fifth, I want to say. Then you have met all of the Elite Four members. Okay, okay. In the game. Yeah, because they, right, right, they come right. and they meet you in the building. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you have... Where the hell do I find... You've, you've met oh. them all. Then, uh, there's Rika, the androgynous woman. Uh, there's the little child. Poppy, the child. The literal child. Larry, who I realized was going to be something bigger... Than just a gym leader when he showed up in a different area. 
right? Uh, you know it's and then it says I've collected. It's it says I've collected fourteen badges, but that's all of them. It doesn't actually right, right, right. So, so you're almost there. So yeah, and um, you sh- and you would have met all the gym leaders and uh, the top champion Gita. I I don't really care for her. Uh. No, I don't particularly care for her, and I I don't think her uh fight battle was very much of a challenge at all. Also, I have kicked her ass officially twice in public settings. I demand to be mm-hmm. top champion. Right. The only have... the only design that has bothered me is the ponytail with the hand on the end of it. No. The ponytail. Uh, she it's you do a rap battle with her. Oh, oh. the uh the ghost gym leader. Is she ghost? Yeah. She's okay. a go- she's the ghost gym leader and she and she be rapping. Her ponytail is just I was like, okay, there is Pokemon hair and then there's this. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I wasn't really also what also what happened with her pupils? Please explain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, there there is uh, yeah. some weirdness going on in this game, but it's yeah. really fun. It absolutely is. I, I I haven't had this much fun with a Pokemon game on the Switch, period. Mhm, mhm, for sure. Like despite, yeah. like I hate I hate that. Okay, so I am <laughs> going to vent for a second. Uh, the every time there is even the slightest problem with the Pokemon game, which we know. Game Freak is not always the strongest of developers. <laughs> Their games have always been kind of poorly optimized, even back in... Like, lest we forget how buggy Red and Blue were. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, there were parts of Red and Blue that, like, to this day, like, any ROM you get of them, it does not work properly. Right. Um, so, like, we all, we've always known that Game Freak was not always the strongest of developers, technically. But they've always been able to make up for it with, like, a lot of charm and a lot of heart and, like, just having a good time. Uh, Every time I see they have even the slightest issue, everyone trots out the most profitable franchise thing about Pokemon. And I think there is something that people tend to forget. Yes, Pokemon is the most profitable franchise. However, the money is not in the games. The games make up, like, I want to say less than a quarter of their overall revenue. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Most of the money is in the merch. So they may be making that much money, but they are not going to invest anywhere near all that money into the games. Let me put it to you guys this way. Uh, because we don't have the final numbers for Scarlet and Violet, I will use, I will base this claim off of how Sword and Shield, with the expansions performed, and still tell you that the relationship with Niantic and Pokemon Go made the Pokemon Company more money than Sword and Shield with the expansions did. And Sword and Shield were the highest selling up to their like when they came out and like we're the highest selling i believe until scarlet and violet broke that yes they were the highest selling uh games and they also had the highest selling dlc rate for the dlcs mm-hmm. 
And yet, Pokemon Company still made more money in that, like, two-and-a-half-year period on Pokemon Go. Yeah. I just want to point that out. Like... The games are important to the franchise, but the games have never been what made the franchise the most money because the money is in t-shirts and plushies and lunchboxes and cards. The Pokemon Center, yeah. Yeah. And the the money even then the the cards make up less like the cards also make a lot of money, but the cards make up less of a frat like I saw a uh like a pie chart breakdown of this once. The cards make less than the games, and the Mm -hmm. cards are also big money makers for them and the thing is is they are never going to put more into the games than they are going to make on the games right and so whenever someone trots out this most profitable franchise they forget that that is the games are not where the money is nope the games are what we use as a launch pad to make the merch because like the game is not going to make us money but the tandem mouse plushes will okay (laughs) <laughs> no 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 i i want a dachshund plush and a mabostiff plush immediately <laughs> you cannot tell me they're not going to make mabostiff plushes after how much of a role that dog played in this game yeah absolutely they're probably already on the pokemon center okay th- this is also a game for the dog fans because there are enough dogs in this game for you to make a team of all dogs are there really uh, I knew there were like, several, but wow. Yeah, there's enough different dog Pokemon in this game to make a full dog team, and I love it. Yeah, uh, oh, wow. Mabostiff, uh, Dachshund, Houndor, Arcanine, Houndor, Doom, uh, Arcanine. Uh, there's another new dog. I forget the name of it though. Yeah. Yeah, you can make you can make a team of six dog Pokemon. Easily, in, yeah. In this game. Um, I will say though, disappointing. A lot of the shinies this generation suck. Yes. Oh my gosh, most of the, <laughs> and they and they really, really seem to go heavy on that really fucking ugly yellow this generation, with the shinies. Okay. And some of them, I kind of understand the shiny being ugly because, like, um, Gimmagool and its evolution is supposed to be 100% shiny locked all the time. So, obviously, they basically just didn't bother making a shiny for it because the shiny is literally identical. But, like, the mice holding hands, which are tiny, like, it is just the coloring on their belly is ever so slightly different and that is the only difference you know i will say that they didn't botch it with every shiny because lechonk is a pink pig yes lechonk is perfect lechonk is amazing i caught a shiny lechonk randomly i'm like i was outside one of the team store bases and i'm like what the fuck is that pink thing over there so i just went and walked over to it and I get into the battle, and it's a shiny LeChonk, and I'm like, oh my god, he's pink and amazing. Uh, so I have seen, mul- and here's the crazy thing. Uh, shiny Dittos and shiny Zoroark, um, when they are transformed, do not show up shiny. 
And so the I've seen multiple videos of people trying to use the auto battle mechanic, which does not attack shinies, against a Pokemon that is very obviously not shiny and it won't attack them. And so the person eventually is like, what the hell? Okay, we'll just fight this regular then, I guess. And they go into the battle and it turns out to be either a shiny zid- Ditto or a shiny Zorak underneath. <laughs> um, that being said, I have six shinies just from playing the game. Just from playing the game. I found six shinies just playing the game. This was before I, th- I finished the Elite Four, before I did post-game. Six shinies just from the game. And so I see I th- people shiny hunting, and they're like, oh, I have none. And I'm like, I found these without using any of the picnic mechanics. Because I didn't even touch the picnic until I was already done with post-game. I didn't yeah. need it. I didn't need it. So, Spread the I starters. Think- I think that is a combination of this is the most Pokemon displayed on screen when you're just walking around that they've ever done. Um, Combined with the fact that things are shiny in the overworld, making them easier to spot. Because Sword and Shield also had a lot of Pokemon in the overworld, but they weren't shiny in the overworld in Sword and Shield. It's true. They were were easier to see, though. Oh my god, there are some tiny Pokemon in this game. me running me running into a strudel in the middle of the fucking thicket forest (laughs) because i went through a bush and bam pokemon yeah yeah it's ridiculous and some of these pokemon are out for blood oh my god having six tauros charge you at once is terrifying uh being in the middle of a battle battle with a tauros while the other five just still charged through the battle Yes. It's also terrifying. I'm currently on the outlook for someone, and every article I've read has said, not only are they rare, but they're tiny. And I'm like, oh, great. I'm never going to find this one. Oh, you're talking about Applin? (laughs) No, Charcadet. Oh, yeah, they're rare and they're small. Um, But they show up in a lot of places. Yeah, wide area. Yeah, I had luck by acting. Uh, getting one by activating a um, well fire encounter meal power, and then they just showed up everywhere for me. Yeah, and so I can't find an applet because I refuse to use the picnic mechanic, and they're super rare. Okay, yeah. So yeah. I said fuck it, and I was doing raids, and I have Applin's evolutions, so I'm just gonna breed just one. Breed. Yeah. Uh, and Liam, I will give you a chalk cadet if you want. Like, let me I... let me try this upping the fire. I'll, but, I'll do the. But the, yes, uh, if you want rare, if you want Pokemon the Pokedex lists as rare or rarely seen, then you see them more often if you use the picnic mechanic. But yeah, it, the picnic right. mechanic for an encounter power of their type. Right. Yes. Yeah. But I, I've only used the picnic to breed. And like I said, I bred the, the starters because my partner, my partner lent me his, and then I got the last one in a surprise trade. It's funny enough. But as so I, I do um, have all three starters. But as I said, I'm just, I just, ugh, I don't know. I didn't use that mechanic. <laughs> I haven't done any breeding, and I think it's creepy that the mm-hmm. breeding's done through a picnic mechanic now, 
because I'm mm -hmm. basically setting up a fancy meal and looking at my Pokemon and being like, now fuck. And <laughs> uh -huh, basically, you put on some very white, make them a sandwich, and you let them go. You give a, you, you... The favorite thing I've seen is someone who... And, and you wait were... till they put an egg in the basket. <laughs> they were breeding for a shiny. Um, uh... And so they had, you know, their foreign ditto, and then they had their Pokemon that they wanted to do. And instead of having one in there to, like, generate eggs... They put two, and they're having the two compete to see who can produce a shiny offspring oh, first. <laughs> and every egg is a surprise. Wow. Um, oh my god! The, the, uh, for those who aren't aware, though, there is um, I, I forget who it is, but some Pokemon YouTuber was like proposed this system. And it is actually in very wide use now. You can look up charts for it. Um, people have, you know how you can put in a code for trading? Mm -hmm. um, they have, there is a very specific set of codes that have been created. Um, there is a set of codes for, I have this starter, I'm looking for this starter in order to be able to swap starters. And there is also specific codes for if you're trying to get version exclusives, they've been matched up in pairs and the code, the pair has a code that is basically um, the first set of four digits is zero, then their Pokedex number, and the second set of digits is zero and the other Pokemon's Pokedex number. Wow. So, okay. and yes. Uh, it works really well. I got I, all my starters within five minutes. I have an article that lists those. Yeah, you want to um, throw the link? I will. And I, I will. will say, yes, I will give you. I don't know if it lists the starter codes, um, but it lists all the version exclusive trade codes. Yes, okay. and it it is so, a godsend. The one problem is when you keep running into someone of your um, version. Yeah. Yeah. But people are quick to go, "Oh, you have the same version as me," and just disconnect and try again. Yep. And obviously, you run into the Violet people way more often. <laughs> oh, sure. Uh, yeah. My local Walmart... it seems like Violet sold much better. My local, my local Walmart has 12 copies of Scarlet left and only two of Violet. You tell me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Day one, my target was out of Violet and they had Scarlet, so... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I was a kid. I suspect that a lot of kids will get Scarlet for Christmas this year because that's what their parents can find and they'll even things yeah. out. Because anecdotally, <laughs> yeah, exactly. as a kid, at one point, I wanted to get Soul Silver and it was sold out, so I had to get Heart Gold. Ooh, ooh. I can breed my. Oof. I can breed Deli Birds. Deli yes, Bird is in Christmas. the game. I can give Deli Bird out for Christmas, guys. Yep. Even there better, you, you can give out Robo Deli Bird for Christmas. Oh, but I can't. You can't breed Robo Deli Bird. I'd have to go oh, catch can. a buck ton of. No, you can't breed Paradox Pokemon. Unfortunate. So I would have oh. to go catch a fuck ton of Robo Deli Birds. Can I just say that I really appreciate that this game has made it completely possible to make a competitive level Pokemon without having to do any breeding? Yes. That is the amazing. The days of breeding for competitive Pokemon are over. Yes! And for those that aren't aware, the game has added the finishing touches um, that prevent you from having to breed ever for a competitive Pokemon, unless for some god-awful reason you want a shiny competitive Pokemon. Uh, 
they haven't fixed that yet. But we got the mirror herb now. Mm-hmm. Which, if you give to a Pokemon, and you put a Pokemon in your picnic area with it, that has an egg move that Pokemon can learn. It will learn that egg move. Yeah. Mm. And... and- and you can get perfect IVs with bottle caps very easily, especially since you no longer have to do, like, battle tower for BP in order to get bottle caps. You can just straight up buy them with money. And okay. you can... Now, if you just want the other sub-ability that your Pokemon has, you can just buy ability capsules. Yes, they 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 have they have done me well. And the best part is, if you are doing raids you will rack up so much, like, extra treasure crap uh-huh. that you can be very rich very quickly. Uh-huh. Oh, people yeah. are like, yes, oh, I've even found people are like, oh, do you want to make a million dollars in Pokemon in under an hour? I'm like, yeah, just do fucking terror raids for that hour. Like, yep. <laughs> you will get so rich so fast. Plus, you don't even have to EV train anymore because... Additionally, the, doing terror raids is great to fill out your Pokedex, which gets you the Pokedex rewards. Because there's they brought back the the berries from Sword and Shield, but made them better. Mm-hmm. Because now if your Pokemon has over 200 effort values in a stat, and you use a berry to decrease that stat's effort values, it will drop it to 100. No matter what it is over, it will drop it to 100, and then increments to 10 after. Amazing. And then there's berries to add stats. <laughs> to add effort values. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's great. It's my well it's my favorite Pokemon. Now give me an item that allows me to transform Pokemon into a shiny. And yeah, uh, you will give me you have given me everything I want to competitive breed. Yeah, the fact that they've made it so easy has me at the point where like I might actually try out competitive Pokemon for once. Yeah, because, because it was always the having to, br- it was always the having to breed because I know that some Pokemon were just inherently stronger than others due to IVs. Yeah. And so, like the fact that I do, I would have to do the IV breeding in order to get a Pokemon good enough was really frustrating. And now I don't even have to bother with like, that. Like people were all excited. I've seen people in other chats go, "Yes, I got my six IV. Ditto." And I just respond, why do you even need that? Just buy bottle caps. <laughs> yeah. It's some good shit. Yes. We sh- we've been going for a long time, though, so we should get yeah. into the news. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, do we want to drop the hardware real quick? We can. Oh, yes. Talk to your hardware. Okay. So, um, we talked about it being my birthday. And yeah. um, this weekend, my incredible, loving husband... Got me the one thing I asked for this year, which was a Steam Deck. And uh, I I know I'm the first one of the three of us, but I, I think I'm the first one in Big Daddy that's gotten one. Um, yes. I, you know what? There's a lot to love here, but there are some issues. Um, and I'll be quick because we did go on to Pokemon for a while. Um, comparing the, a lot of people are comparing weights to this to the Switch. Um I have a lot of stuff clipped to my Switch, so it's not a fair comparison. But the the uh, the Steam Deck by itself and the Switch by itself, I the, the deck is not that that much heavier. It really isn't. Um, 
It does, however, feel a little, I hate to use the word cheap, but it it feels very plastic. Uh, glad I'm not the only one that thought that. My friend let me handle yeah. his and mess him out of it when he got it. Yeah, it, there's like, there's no weight to it. And like I said, with the with my switch and the way I had things set up, I mean, it's a beefy machine that I have to hold on. I think it's like 2.5 pounds at this point. So it's a nice beefy machine in my hands and it feels like it. Um, and then switching over to this, the steam deck, it just feels very light. Um, I have trouble reaching the, the um, left and right button. The triggers are fine, but the smaller buttons up top, it's just because everything is straight across the top, your D pad, your left stick, your right stick and your buttons they're it, they're on a line straight across. And it, it makes it, it like, especially like using the stick. And I know in um, Gotham Knights, you push up on the D-pad to set off your uh, radar. But if your stick is like exactly right next to the D-pad, I can't just go down with my finger. I have to go over and up. And it's, mm. it, yeah, the, I don't like the placement of those things. Um, I don't see the reason for the... Um, touch sensitive pads where they are um, I haven't found anything that really uses them anytime it's like oh you need to use the mouse I just touch the screen so the, I don't know the touch pads seem frivolous but um, the only other negative I really had on it was the fact that the power port is on the top Ooh. versus the bottom it doesn't have a stand so you have to hold it anyway but then instead of having a convenient cord coming out the bottom it, it's like using wired headphones all over again, except with a USB-C cord. <laughs> that just seems a really odd choice to me. But um, the things that will run on it, I have had an absolute blast playing in handheld. Um, Steam has been very good. If there is an issue, even down to some of the text, maybe too small to read, they'll flag a game. So the games that they say run great on the Steam Deck run great on the Steam Deck. You can see everything. You can read everything. Um, I'm finding simplistic games like uh, Inscription, um, Conan Chop Chop. These kind of games are perfect. Little hack and slash games where the graphics are fairly clear. Um, I mentioned Gotham Knights. I still have a little bit of a difficulty seeing stuff on that game particular. Um, and I had a crash with that game on the Steam Deck, which was weird. Um, but overall, I love it. Um, the biggest problem right now is there need to get more games that are certified that work on it. Um, not a humble brag, but I have 1,085 games in my Steam library. 217 of those are certified perfect working. That's, yeah, I... I I would like to see that number climb. And I know I get it with some of the older games and some of the games that use, like, uh, I know Ubisoft has got a lot of stuff going on right now. It it won't use a separate launcher. So it can't play games that want to use a separate launcher. Um, but the, the problems are few and far between. The, the stuff that, like I said, the stuff that it does run, it runs beautifully. I haven't had any problems with it. Um, I very much enjoy it. Um, I have to stay close to a plug because the battery life is even worse than the Switch. But considering what's going on under the hood, I kind of expect that. Mm -hmm. um, my next 
my next venture is to look for some sort of battery pack slash stand because unlike the switch it <clears throat> it has no stand it has no, i mean if you set it down you have to set it down flat that's it period i have yeah. cats um, that doesn't work for me <laughs> yeah it, exactly so it there, there are some things about it that uh maybe the steam deck 2 will will iron out but overall, um, I absolutely love the fact that I got one. It comes with a case, so you don't have to buy that. Um, it comes with this cleaning cloth. It, you know, it's it's a very nice system, um, and I'm glad I have one. Uh, I would hate if it was my primary, but I say that about the Switch. I cannot imagine the Switch being my primary console. Um, great machine, but for handheld games. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. So I'm glad I have a P PC, and I'm glad I have a PS5. But I'm also glad I have a Switch and a, a Steam Deck. Now I have choices, you know? Options are always good. Absolutely. Uh, in game and out of game. So, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I, I would give it a, a 7 out of 10 um, if I was okay. going to sliding scale it. There are some issues, but like I said, what does play on there, is it, it's a wonderful experience. And just because a game's not certified, you can play it. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, sure. It's just... It just means that it's not. It hasn't been quality checked by Steam for Steam Deck compatibility, so you might see issues. And they, if if they have tested a game and there are issues, they list them, so it'll tell you exactly. You know, there are there is some text in the game that may appear too small. There are uh, areas where you have to use the virtual keyboard, and these are warnings. So I mean, out of that two hundred and seventeen, I mean, there's probably another hundred or so games that only have small text or keyboard input or whatever. Um, but the fact that they list all of that and kind of push it to the side and don't let you filter, I might add, but it, yeah, they certify, but the, there are issues. You can still run games that have issues, but I, they don't promise I don't even, anything. I don't even I'm know. Imagining. I don't even okay. know what I, I don't even know what I'd run on a Steam Deck, to be honest. Because most of the games I play are very um, mouse-intensive. Sure, sure. So, I couldn't play an RTS on it. Like, like I play a lot of, like, simulator games, like House Flipper, right. Born Finders, all of that's mouse-intensive. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Very much so. I'm just thinking about the idea of trying to run, like, a typing game on it. And how funny that would be. Um, <laughs> yeah. Quick. You know, like like that time I got a typing game for the Switch. <laughs> oh, God. It, oh, did God. it did not go well. Uh, no. I mean, it worked fine. I just had to plug a keyboard into my Switch dock. Which was weird. Oh, oh and... okay. That, yeah, I see. Okay, that makes sense. Which was like, weird. Like, it worked. But it was Maybe weird. Me hooking up the microphone to my Switch to play the that one voice game. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, <laughs> there are some weird. There are some weird games that come to the Switch. Okay. 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 But yes. There it's you go. Still not Onto as the news. The... I will say though, doing that still not as weird as that time that they put the typing Pokemon game on the 3DS. Oh God. <laughs> yes, I do remember that one. That was <sighs> awful. Yeah. Oh, um, no. News, though. Let's start. So it's been like a month since we recorded. So some of this news is kind of old. 
but um, VR headset that will literally kill you. Oh, yes. Uh, one of the founders, one of the people that is the reason that Meta, formerly Facebook, has headsets. Uh, uh, the Oculus? Yeah. The, one of the Oculus, one of the guys behind the original Oculus headsets. Uh, always found, always thought of, well, what if VR, but it can physically harm you if you fuck up? And my response was, my immediate thought when I read saw this title was, there's no way this guy hasn't seen SAO, because it's basically what he fucking that was built. literally his inspiration. Yeah, it, it's yeah, literally yeah, his absolutely. inspiration. He's like, what if we had a headset? that could do that so he built one with explosive charges that will go off if you die in a game <laughs> okay you can let, it, let us be clear you cannot buy this you, you guys basically built it for the funny haha yeah you cannot buy this this is a thought experiment brought to life but you cannot physically buy a headset that will kill you and no they are not intending to release this headset it just sits in this guy's office uh, with expl active explosive charges in it. Um, <laughs> but can I say, what kind of psychopath looks at a VR headset and goes, oh, what if it could really kill you? Come uh, on. Uh, the same, the um, same the person who thing. liked SAO a little too much. The funny thing to me, though, is like, I, I, am, I am not an SAO fan in the slightest. I actually don't think it's a very good show. But the funny thing to me is I believe in the show the explanation is the reason that the headset can kill you is because it either, like, does something to your- because it, like, does something to your brain that shuts off your brain activity or just, like, electrocutes you or something like that. And this man went, no, fucking explosives. Yeah, we're gonna yes. blow it off. Yeah. Yes, the, the in-world explanation for SAO is there's a chip in the headset that sends electrical impulses to your brain and at a safe rate and that chip can be overloaded and send a shock to kill you. So uh, this guy is like, no, I'm going to blow your face off if you die in a game. Like, like the Suicide Squad route. <laughs> and I will say that there was a picture of it in the article and it has like six explosive charges all aimed at your oh face. Oh my god all aimed oh. directly at your face uh, um <laughs> that okay. be although although this isn't even that far-fetched let's be honest haptic sensors is where vr hats to go next so oh, some of the games i just can't what, imagine what what if haptic what if what if what if we convince elon musk to wear this headset oh, and play hey. dark soul hey yes <laughs> Oh, come on. We gotta give him a fighting chance. Okay, fine. Skyrim. Okay. Doesn't he play Elden Ring? Didn't he, like, make a big deal out of him playing Elden Ring? I don't know. Yeah. I, I have him blocked on Twitter. Yeah. So, yeah I, just let him play Elden Ring. You're so good at it. Here, yeah, this you're, so good at it. you're so good at it. You're so good at it. We'll even come in and... We'll even, we'll even allow him to summon some people to help him. It's fine. He'll die eventually. <laughs> He'll die eventually. E either he will die... Or he will be distracted, both of which will solve problems. Uh, <laughs> All right. So, and you yeah. thought we were, and you thought we were done with Pokemon. We have some news on it. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> somebody. So, um, obviously, like the second Pokemon came out, 
or the second a ROM leaked, people were emulating Pokemon and people started modding Pokemon. And the first Pokemon mod for Scarlet and Violet was to remove the Ed Sheeran song over the credits. Yep. I haven't even gotten there yet. And I'm oh, well, I hope you enjoy the song Celestials because you mm -hmm. have to listen to it because it's part of the credits and you can't skip them. Uh... You know, the fun thing is I play Pokemon with most of the sound down and watching TV. So, yeah. Well, I hope you I'll like it. Anyway. I will say all the rest of the Pokemon music fucking slaps. Yep. I just... really? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. great. Um, I, I like how they've been consistently for the last several games being like, Toby Fox, you want to do one song for the game? And he'll be like, sure, and make the best song in the game. <laughs> but yes, uh, the Pokemon the Pokemon community has the priorities, and it was to remove Ed Sheeran from Pokemon. Just like one wow. of the first mods, and, the stray was What If Garfield. And I want to point out that this didn't even take long. This mod was available for people like eight hours after launch. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and I, well, I'm replacing music is probably one of the more simpler mods you can make oh. for a game. So oh, they not didn't. Surprising at all. Oh, they didn't replace the music. They just removed it. They just removed it. <laughs> Okay, also, probably fairly simple to do. And they removed his name from the credits. Okay, that's a little more... <laughs> they removed his name from the scrolling credits. Amazing. 10 out of 10. Um, so, Yuji Naka, of creator of Sonic and Balan Wonderworld fame, uh, arrested for insider trading. I'm not shocked. Wow. <laughs> To be fair, like, my, my favorite reaction to this is before we knew it was for insider trading, everyone was like, he was arrested for financial crimes of some kind. And all of us just kind of assumed he had taken a bunch of the money for Balan because it did not look like it would cost as much as it did to make. <laughs> I have a physical copy of that game for the Switch. I regret I nothing. I have a physical copy for PlayStation 4. <laughs> I, I, I regret nothing. I got it on eBay for like 12 bucks. I regret nothing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I got mine for 10. <laughs> I, I can at least hide mine on Steam. Pretend I never played it. <laughs> no, here's the best part. I, oh, I own it because I thought it'd be fun to own as a lap. I have literally never put it in my PlayStation. Lest oh my it uh, I put it in my Switch. Never played it. Um, oh, I literally bought it because it is a dumpster fire. Yep. I bought I'm the it. the only one that's actually played it? Oh my uh -huh. god. I, I bought it because I mean, I played the demo. I bought it because it is such a dumpster fire. Like, I bought it because it's a bad game, and I like bad games. I, I, it, it definitely is a bad game. <laughs> it's got so, that going for it. So yeah, uh, um, Sonic's daddy got arrested and is, is being bad. Just amazing. Well, that would explain why Sonic is being the way he is in Frontiers. An angsty teenager? <laughs> wow. Speaking okay. of angsty teenagers... Okay, can I just say before we move on to angsty teenagers... Yeah. Um, uh -oh. I have not played Sonic Frontiers because I have not bought a Pokemon game since I... Uh, not a Pokemon... A uh, Sonic game Sonic. since I bought a used copy of Sonic... Uh, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle back in the day. Oh um, 
But uh, can I just say, I saw a clip of how Sonic's voice sounds in this new game, and my god, that was a choice. Sonic the whole the whole game was a choice. Sonic wants Sonic <laughs> wants to go to some really dark territory because so uh weird. you know those spoilers for Sonic Frontiers if anyone gives a shit. You know those cute little things that you're supposed to collect? Are they elder chores? No. They are the living memories of the ancient civilization's last moments alive. Nice. So wow, as you progress know that. as you progress through the game, you can view some of these memories and then the little thingies die. <laughs> can I, I have say, seen a couple of those that just yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's so weird to me that Sonic team clearly wants to make something mature and grown up for and for adults. But are oh, also oh, constrained by the fact that their main character is a fucking blue hedgehog. Right. I don't, Absolutely. I don't know. 100%. I don't know. What's weirder for me is the fact that they took the Sonic Mania guys and put them on this project. That's as also weird. As part of the development team. Because, you know, like Sonic, that is Sonic not Mania their forte. Guys are great at 2D Sonic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they had a good hand in the remaster they did earlier this year. Okay. And then they ported them over to this to help out. And this is a completely different skill set. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. At, at least as far as I am aware, Sonic did not make out with a human lady in this one, so. Thank God, no. <laughs> what? You didn't want Sonic to make out with another human lady? It was creepy. They it's still creepy. They still haven't, is... uh, they still haven't yeah, answered I'm... the question on whether or not that's bestiality just because the hedgehog can talk. I... See, that's what I was going to say. As a furry, I can tell you that is creepier than half the shit that comes across my screen. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I've been I've been on Fafinity. Uh -uh. I don't think so. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Sonic does pass the Harkness test. Uh, yeah, well, that doesn't yeah. mean you. That doesn't mean you can fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I want to fuck it, but he does right, have no. the Harkness test. Yeah, I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you want to fuck it. That girl in Sonic 04 wanted to fuck it. Oh, oh, Sonic she definitely 06. wanted to get on that. She wanted to fuck it, and I don't think she... that means you can fuck it just because it, just because it passes some <laughs> test about self, uh, self awareness and bullshit like that. I don't think Ooh. you can fuck it. I'm so glad I caught myself. I almost unironically said she wanted that hedgehog dick oh <laughs> i mean wow, but she did that's the high point of today's show anyway we were gonna talk about some angsty teenagers yeah liam take it away which what what wait wait what the god of war side quest oh I didn't know they were angsty teenagers. Um, I actually no. think this is a, an incredibly beautiful story. No, Atreus is an angsty teenager. Oh, oh God, it's yes. A, it's a segue awful. into God of War. <laughs> there we go. So, God of War Ragnarok, the game that I played for five minutes and parts so I could finish the first and I, one. And I, haven't um, and I haven't started at all. <laughs> there is a side quest that um, Sam Hendrick, who is the... Uh, uh, he's a senior gameplay programmer at Santa Monica Studios... Um, he and his partner 
basically met while working on God of War, the original. Um, and they, by all me, by all accounts, had an incredible relationship. Um, unfortunately, uh, the partner's name was, give me just one second, uh, Jake Snipes. And Jake Snipes passed away in 2020. Um, as a passing uh, mention, Sam was like, I think it would be cute if we had like a rune in the game. Well, come to find out that it, it, it was, it's not a rune in the game. It's an entire side quest and it's called the Ballad of Jari and Somer. Um, but the entire quest line is an homage to uh, Snipes and his partner and the love that they shared while making these games that we enjoy so much. So for it to be an LGBT couple, for it to be in a like a big game studio and a big release, um, I just thought this was incredible that they flat out said, no, this is a tribute to a gay couple that worked for us. And there you go. And they did make a big deal out of it, and I think they should have. So I, I want to, I applaud them for this story. That yeah. sounds so adorable. It really and, is. And what really makes it work is from what, like, I haven't played the game, obviously, because I haven't even played the uh, any other God of War games at all, not even yeah. the most <laughs> recent one before this. But from what I understand, even if you don't know the background behind it and, like, hadn't heard the story about why the side quest in the game, was in the game it is on its own just a very beautifully touching well done side quest as well yeah it's it's one of the ones i'm actually going to look for um and like i say it it started with this guy saying hey my partner passed i think it would be cute it was going to be their initials in a norse rune just somewhere on the wall and and they, they went no, the no, no 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 yeah, exactly. They ran with it and made this. And and then not only did they add it to the game, but when the game was released, they went on Twitter and said, hey, this is the reason for it. So like I said, they made a big deal out of it. And I, I'm really glad they did because it's it's a beautiful story, both in and out of the game. Hmm. <laughs> it's very sweet. Now, from beautiful and touching to fucking dumb, Xbox oh, has God. released a hoodie for your controller. What? <laughs> Alright, uh, right, they're, they're, ador they're adorable. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm so frustrated by this product because I know there are people out there buying them. Oh, I know. Buying them for their kids. And I like, know, I doing? know. I know, that's why I'm frustrated because they're basically the price of a brand new controller. Are you kidding me? I thought this was like a $5 product. No, uh -oh. they're like, oh like 40 some dollars a piece. Yeah, they're ridiculous. You can buy a real hoodie for this price. And it's for your controller. It's so your controller can stay nice and snug during the winter. Uh, I don't know who came up with this. I don't know why this is a thing. This is something that came across my newsfeed, and I had to share it with everybody else. Okay, like, I understand, like, to some extent, like cases for controllers as like a dust protection thing so you're not getting dust like all in the crevices and shit I but this is just like decorative i don't even think this yeah. would protect your controller if it fell no it has yeah, to no, this controller is hangs just out decorative. Of it. yeah this is just <laughs> so you can so set weird. your controller up in a little hoodie this yeah. is the dumbest shit i've ever seen <laughs> 
you know, you know, we normally do with the segment this thing expensive. Uh, this thing just dumb. Why? Why does this exist? Who greenlit this? Why did Microsoft make it? Okay, and now to segue from stupid expensive to thing, stupid expensive thing to stupid expensive thing is um Disney Hotel Star Wars. Uh, yeah, it so... cannot get enough people in. <laughs> yep, uh, Disney is hemorrhaging money on the newest Star Wars Hotel experience because it costs like three thousand dollars for one person for like two or three days and uh disney is upset about it we talked about this when it was announced and i said that it was gonna uh flop on its face and not only is it hurting attendance not only is the disney hotel not for star wars not going the way disney expected but they also removed certain interactive attractions from the park to the hotel that guests are being pissed off about because Ooh, you're not supposed to be in the hotel if you're not a staying there yeah so, so as resident theme park enthusiast i was in i was never going to go to this because it is just frankly out of my price range like for the cost that it would be for me and like one other person or even a couple other people to go and stay in this hotel i could literally go to europe like you know yeah. Like, yeah. i like star wars and i love theme parks but i could just not personally justify go, that for a three-day vacation experience go um go for some people they can i just can't yeah and here's the thing um i have seen vloggy footage from an from some uh i am a patron of jenny nicholson and she went to the uh star wars hotel experience with the intent of making a video on it the video is not out yet but for the patrons she released all her vloggy footage that she had filmed over the time that she was there with some voiceover explaining some of the complaints that she had just like quickly added on to it or like explaining what the footage was and from what I have seen, it is not really kind of like that Westworld type experience that they were billing it as. Um, it seems like there's supposed to be like multiple pathways that you can take and like storylines you can discover. But it doesn't seem like you have much influence over that. It seems like the app will kind of just determine which one it's going to send you down. Uh, oh. Because she was very deliberately trying to end up in the supporting the first order storyline and was not get the app was not like allowing her to get pushed in that direction at all. Um, it, every time that there is a story event with actors, like if they're taking something down a hallway, that's like a big cart. That's got like, we shackled the, the like R2D2 style robot and we're taking him to put in storage. It's, like it's not just something you are going to experience it's going to be you and the entire mob of people who also want to experience it because they also paid a lot of money right um, <laughs> apparently yeah. the food is excellent but all the it activities... better be 
<laughs> but all the activities that you are doing are not like bespoke experiences. It's with a large group. And yeah. there are some events that happen that you just kind of have to hope you're in the right place at the right time to experience them. And things like that. So that is, you know, kind of a problem. And so... Yeah. I don't know if they've worked out some of those like gameplay kinks yet. And I don't know if maybe being there on these now less crowded days makes that better. But from what I've seen from not people who Disney let stay there free as influencers, it doesn't seem like it's the greatest experience. And it's just, I don't know. Um, I would not be surprised if within five years the entire like this is a live theater thing that we're doing for you here goes away and it just becomes a very heavily star wars themed hotel that you can stay at for however long you would like instead of it being a weekend a three-day experience like it currently is like i could see them transferring it to just be one of the more expensive hotels yeah so that you don't feel limited i will say you're not pulling me in it, yeah this is not <laughs> convincing me that i need to uh it didn't convince me when they announced it and we talked about it like early this year when they announced it right here's the thing back when they announced it and they announced what the prices were i was willing to kind of go with it because it wasn't just like you're in this is your hotel which you will be in for like when you the hotel that you will be hanging out in exclusively before the park opens and after the park closes because that's the only time you typically spend in your hotel when you're at disney kind of a thing yeah. um it was very much more of a here is the afternoon where you're meant to go into the park but the entire rest of the time you're in the hotel basically doing a giant murder mystery game kind of setup thing um and i was willing to defend it then because that's what it sounded like and that sounded really cool but as more information has come out about what the experience is actually like it's definitely not worth the money oh no i i couldn't imagine going there literally like you said it's Either go down there for basically a weekend where your pretty much entire vacation is controlled by Disney, or mm -hmm. you could go to Europe. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd go to it, I'd go to Europe. Especially, especially, um, because the experience of the parks at Disney has gone downhill in the last handful of years under um, the. Uh, Bob Chapek, who just got fired as CEO. <laughs> I am so shocked. Um, yeah, apparently he he fucked things up bad enough. Like he had just re-signed a contract, and then like the shareholders' earning call happened, and they were like, "Fuck it, never mind," and put uh, his the guy who was before him, Bob Iger, is now back in charge. Um, and the fact that yeah. I don't know Bob Iger's name means he didn't fuck up Disney that much. <laughs> um, oversaw the purchases of um, Marvel and Fox. Like, he did... 
I Iger had made some big moves, but he also played it safer than Chapek did. Whereas what Chapek was very obvious about what he was doing and like how it was it caught the biggest problem with the parks is people have had like the experience is going downhill. They have been uh, cutting annual passes and they have make been making it more difficult to go to the parks. Like you have to make like you cannot just stay on property and decide today this is the park we're going to go to. No, you have to reserve which park you're going to go to and you cannot park hop until like after 2 p.m. It's like those kind of restrictions which just make oh. a vacation very frustrating. Um, he is the one that oversaw the implementation of the Genie Plus app which was supposed to be the app that was basically a guide to the park and it would be like it was basically their attempt at doing a level of crowd control in that you, if you didn't know what ride to go to or like what had good weights or what you should try out next, it would give you recommendations on where to go. And that would basically allow them to, from, on, on a, from that level, it sounds really nice because it would basically allow them to control crowd flow in the parks and direct people away from busier rides into less busy rides to even things out a little more. But what it ended up being is we have removed fast pass. We have, uh, and they put it in the app that you could basically could have the Six Flags style fast pass, where if you pay, you can reserve your place on more rides than just like the one that normal people get to. And some rides don't have a fast pass system at all, and you have to not only pay for the fast pass in the app but then pay an additional handful of dollars on top of it for specific rides. And so, um, park fans don't like JPEG, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, I turned 27 this year. Um, that was my golden birthday. My intent was to go to Disney for my golden birthday because I'm a theme park person, and they do some of the best theme parks. I have not gone uh, despite my birthday being oh, about six months ago now. And Oof. I am instead planning potentially going to Europe next year instead. Yeah. Just because I, I don't feel like the state the parks area now is worth the hassle for me. Which which is a shame because when I was in high school, we did a trip to Disney. And that was great. It was a lot of fun back then. Yeah, um, if anyone is curious about, like, like, this Fast Pass thing is literally one of the biggest problems that the park is having right now, in that, like, it's making the experience worse, because not only are, is it hard to get Fast Passes, but if you go into the standby lines, they are ridiculously long and move very slowly, it leads to a bad experience where, like, there are some people who are going to the parks and going on maybe three rides the entire day. Like, it's that bad if you don't know what you're doing, which is going to be a lot of the average family that does not research things ahead of time. Um, yeah. If you want in a thorough and in-depth explanation about how it got to this point and why the functionality they have implemented works like this, uh, the YouTuber Defunctland 
has an excellent video on the history of the FastPass system that explains every iteration of FastPass Disney has ever had in depth and how each one functioned. And it's fantastic. Interesting. Hey, all I know is when I went, I performed in Disney, marched down Main Street, and got free fast passes that I wasn't supposed to get initially. Mm-hmm. Hi, my band director said that none of us were supposed to get fast passes because it wouldn't be fair to those that didn't. My friend was on Disney's website, found out that performers at the park get free fast passes. Yeah. So we just found an employee and asked, and they said, yeah, because here you go, here you go, have fun. And then we had to sneak through all the fast pass lines so we wouldn't get caught by the supervisor, by like the chaperones and that. Yeah. <laughs> um, my last trip to Disney was when I was in high school. Um, I, I have a grandparent who sunbirds in Florida, so I have been to Florida multiple times growing up. And the last time I went to Disney was when I was in high school. Um, and that was back when Disney still had you had to go when you put your ticket in the kiosk and it would spit out a physical paper fast pass that you, with a time to come back that you turned in when you got back. And then once you turn that in, you're able to go to another kiosk and get a physical slip of paper again. Like that was the last time I was at Disney because, um, the most recent time I was in Florida, um, in 2020. Oh no! Jeez. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, that I went to when I, I went when I was in high school, and then after that I went once in college, and but when we did that, Grandma got a deal that we were able to get four days at Universal for the price of two. So we just went to Universal four times instead of going to Disney at all. Um, oh. And then I went in 2020. Um, when I left to go down there, there was, was when light warnings were starting to happen about the whole COVID thing. And people were like starting to get, like, we were past the point of it's happening in China and we were to the point of a few cases have been confirmed in the U S and we're starting to get a little concerned about this. We ended up cutting our trip two days short and coming back to lockdown. Wow. Yeah, it was like my mom literally, um, my mom was the one who arranged the trip for all of us because it was me and my sisters going down. So I was like, okay, I'm a grown up, but you can handle all this because you have to handle it for them anyway. Because one of my sisters was still under 18 at the time. And uh, we, she literally called my grandma and was like, we're going to have the, I'm going to have them come back tomorrow because I'm, I'm getting concerned about this from what they're saying on the news I don't want to like run into any issues or anything and grandma was like okay okay and then my grandma my mom called her back an hour and a half later and was like never mind my kids are coming home this afternoon wow because she was scared they were going to shut down the airports yeah so yeah. <laughs> um my youngest sister and I flew back together uh because and we each got our own set of three seats on the plane. Like, the plane was that empty. It was awesome. Wow. <laughs> um, we, we flew back together, and then my middle sister, she actually drove back with her friend who was going to college in Florida and was driving all the way back to Wisconsin. So to give her a buddy in the car, they drove yeah. back together. 
and um the day they got they got back like i want to say six hours into they got into wisconsin six hours before the wisconsin illinois border shut down wow it was a wild time i guess wow so yeah um florida not a great place to be what are you talking um, about? I'm anyway, sure it's fine now. Video game news. <laughs> um, oh, uh, Xbox, going back to them. Uh, remember how everyone was like, haha, PlayStation is jacking up prices, but Xbox isn't. Um, Xbox is now jacking up their prices next year. <laughs> yep, they've decided that they too can sell games for $70 a pop. And you're going to pay it, goddammit. Yep, Starfield included, and you're going to like it if you want to keep playing those games. Uh, See, I, I'm going to do the same thing I did about uh, about uh, Callisto Protocol, is that I, I don't know who's complaining about $70 games when every damn game I buy is either $80 or $100. Yeah. <laughs> well, not everybody, buy, oh not everybody buys the most expensive version of every game they buy, Liam. Oh, I know, but I'm just... I, Video I, games have been $70 for me for like the past decade <laughs> on both systems. So that, it's, it's like this is, this is not registered that, with me. That's fair. That's fair. Xbox yeah. folks still have the argument of, oh, it comes to Game Pass <clears throat> day one. Uh, just regarding the fact that, A, not everyone has Game Pass. And B, right. for a lot of these AAA games, people don't bother with the Game Pass. They just buy the game outright. Yes, uh, I, I I have Xbox Game Pass for my PC, and I mean it is the best nineteen dollars I spend a month. Don't get me wrong, but like you just said, if it's something like, I mean, not that it came to get, but if it's something like Marvel uh, uh, Midnight Suns, I, there's no way I would do that on Game Pass because we've seen in at least two instances that I can think of, the version that's on Game Pass is actually different from the version that's on Steam. Hmm. And I've seen that with two different games at this point. And that bothers me. <laughs> and especially yeah. when you're talking about these big AAA games, like they're talking about Starfield coming to Xbox Game Pass. And I'm like, very interested in this game, but is it going to be the actual game or is it going to be a release version? You know, a release a candidate version. Down version. Yeah. yeah. And I, I just think that's kind of skeezy that they do this. And I mean, the, the games that, it, that I've found out so far have been the some of the life sim farming type games. And it's like, why is that different? Like, there's no reason this should be different. The thing that yeah. astounds me the most is people being so hyped for this fucking Starfield game. I just, <laughs> I do not get it. Nothing I have seen about the game, like, seems revolutionary or interesting like these people act except the fact that it's from uh oh, what's the studio name uh That's it. it's 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 from uh bethesda, bethesda. that's it yeah, yeah thank bethesda. you uh except the fact that it's from bethesda and i'm sitting here wondering do y'all forget that every bethesda game these days launches as a fucking mess Oh, yeah, it's going to be a train wreck. But, I mean, I think it's kind of like when everybody was going, oh, it's going to be XCOM, but Marvel. It, this is going to, oh, it's Skyrim, but in space. It's I think that's where be. it's getting the... I, I don't think so either. I, I'm hoping for a solid, like, sci-fi experience, but 
no, it's go well, it's going to be a train wreck, and it's going to have the the physics issues that Skyrim still has. What twelve years later? Yeah. <laughs> well, why it's patch it when you risk breaking the game when you could just say it's a feature? Yeah. <laughs> why finish the game when we know the modders will fix it for us? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> like the number of times I've seen that you cannot play PC Skyrim without these seven mods is like. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um. Oh, do you own Ubisoft games on PC? Now you can play some of them through Amazon Luna. <laughs> what the hell an Amazon Luna is? Because I've never even heard of it. Amazon Luna is Amazon Stadia. Oh, Christ. Okay. <laughs> I probably blocked it out then. Um, yeah, it was, it's that thing that Amazon was going to make a game for until they realized making games is expensive and then decided not to. <laughs> wow, until New World happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. What the have not listed what all the games are, but some of the ones they specifically name that you're going to be able to play on Luna if you own it for if you own the. Ubisoft game through PC uh, via Ubisoft's Connect service, you are going to be able to play things like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Far Cry 6, and Uno. You know, I, they have some really weird card games and stuff that you wouldn't expect Ubisoft to own that they own. It's so bizarre. So it doesn't surprise me about Uno. Yeah, but, it's... Um... But I mean, this is a straight... This is a cloud streaming yes hardware right okay okay yeah and so and some of them you seem you will seemingly be able to access if you get ubisoft's um subscription service that's basically oh, no. their specific game pass that is 18 bucks a month yeah no no <laughs> no <laughs> oh, why not no, no. Not, not gonna do that no sorry yeah. not for ubisoft no, not when Ubisoft still we don't know that they fixed their issues. Like no, Ubisoft. I understand I Microsoft is the devil, but I I feel better giving my money to them than Ubisoft. I don't know. Hey, the thing is though, that's really funny to me is Ubisoft was also like the biggest third party Stadia developer, right? And I'm just learning more and more that Ubisoft is a slut that will put their games everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get a game and you again. get a game. Oh, yeah, man. Ubisoft is the Skyrim of game companies. Prove me wrong. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> um... Speaking of Game Pass, since we were just a little bit ago, uh, Game Pass is losing 11 games all at once on December 15th. The biggest game loss that uh, Game Pass has seen at once. Hmm, that's weird. Yeah, which it's really weird. Um, they've lost games before, but uh, it's never in this number. Uh, let me pull up the list. It usually okay. trickles out like three or four games a month will disappear, but not 11 at a time. Yes, so they are losing Dragon Quest XI, 
Oof. That's a that's a big loss. Uh, Aliens, Fire Team Elite, Breath Edge, Firewatch, Lake, One Piece, Pirate Warriors Four, Neoverse, Race with Ryan, Record of Lotus War, De- Deedlet in Wonder Labyrinth, Roy Mc- McRoy, PGA Tour, EA Play, and Transformers Battlegrounds. So it's not a lot of big titles, but Dragon Quest Eleven is a big loss for them. Yeah, that's huge. Um... That's really wild. Um, I will say... That's a big, long game. So if you haven't finished it, I guess you're shit out of luck. Oh, that's what I was going to say. There is a a little known thing, and I I didn't find out about this when I first got it. So, you know, to our listeners, here you go. Um, I played Nier Automata on Game Pass the week before it was going to leave. And um, since I had it installed once it left Game Pass, I could still play it. As long as I had it installed. So if you want to play 11, (laughs) Dragon Quest 11, go install it now so that when it leaves on the 15th, you'll still be able to play it. That's just what I discovered. I I don't know if that's like a bug or if it's something known or whatever. But yeah, I I played the entire uh, Automata through Game Pass after it had left. But yeah, 11 games is big. Speaking of gone games, Nintendo has shut down officially Dragalia Loss. Oh no! One of their cash grabs didn't work out. I mean, one of their fully fleshed out games didn't work out. Um, to be fair, we knew this was coming. They announced it a while ago, but it is now officially gone. But it also, if you have the app on your phones or whatever, it is currently, as a result of this, just rendered completely unplayable. It's gone. Not surprised, yeah. Um, I am sure there will someday soon be, like, for the really hardcore people, their, like, proxy made a, like, their, their, their club Pegrin we written, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> They'll they'll find their own way to keep it going. Um, by the way, did you know that the like Club Penguin, there is uh, a hosted version of the Cartoon Network MMO. Oh, no. Yeah. What? <laughs> Cartoon Network had an MMO back in the day, and so there are a small group of fans still running their own version of it that's amazing the one that gave dexter from dexter's lab an anime redesign yes yes (laughs) that that game was unreal it was i mean it was stupid but it was okay you have to you have to send me a link for it later (laughs) i gotta i gotta play 101 it was about on par with wizard 101 although not as cash grabby same level yeah did we ever talk about the Wizard 101 incident? No. Oh my god. So this happened a while ago. Um, so Wizard 101, funnily enough, is still going on. Like, it, it's still operational up. You can still pay for it. Like, it's still around, shockingly. And, um... There was an incident a while back that basically, um, it is unclear as to who actually did this. 
um, if it was someone who had managed to hack into Wizard 101's historically lax security, or if it was a, a disgruntled employee like the messages made it seem. Wow. Uh, but uh, someone was able to have access to the server-wide message system. Oh. Which would display a message to all players playing. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, let me just Google real quick. What some of the things they posted were. Uh, but oh, I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. The messages ranged through a bunch of things, such as the wizard police are after me, to misinformation like join Builders Club. It's free. Um... There was one that just said, this game is shit. <laughs> King's Isle is wow. the worst company I have ever worked for. I hate my job. Email the developers so I can get a raise. <laughs> oh uh, yeah. yeah, once again, like, the wizard police are after me. Um, and then there was one where it was like, the... The rogue something or other has been uh, taken care of. We apologize for any inconvenience. Followed soon after by fuck you, I'm still here. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) There is some argument to as if if the company managed to put that out or if the person doing this put that out as a joke. That's amazing. Um, It stopped. Obviously, um, basically what happened was they had to shut down the servers until they could resolve the issue of this uh, problem. And uh, basically they shut things down and reopened it. And when they reopened it, uh, they gave everyone who, like, they gave every account uh, free membership till the end of the month. as like a apology for it which granted it was only like five days before the month was up at that point but they still that was how they compensated had to acknowledge it yeah we are so, we are so sorry this will not happen again fuck you i'm still here <laughs> yeah it was uh it was fucking hilarious oh i got some more here um and it was like these popped up like they were informational. So <laughs> you got things that, like, the box itself said info at the top. And so you got messages that said info, dick and balls. And the only thing you could do was click OK. My God. Wow, thank you. Uh, thanks. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I fucking hate my job. The next world is my boss's asshole. Uh, Bradley, come down to the office this instant. The CEO. Like, that was clearly one that they wrote. It was, uh, an incident, and it's absolutely hilarious. That is pretty, yeah, that's... No, no, we did not discuss that. Yeah, this is the first I'm hearing of it, and it is amazing. Okay, I will say this. This is a game for children. The fact that this happened around children is not a good thing. But as an adult looking in, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, I, I, w I would freak out if my kids were online, but... I, I am thoroughly <laughs> amused as an adult who has no kids at all that... Exactly. Including family members' kids that play this game. I find it hilarious. Um, um, so, like, there, there are... Like, the messages themselves imply that it was a rogue employee who is upset about not being fairly compensated, which... By all accounts, King's Island isn't actually a very great company to work for, so that would kind of track. But more likely, it is just someone who got through the very lax security that the company has in order to do something like this. Yeah. Because the play the adult player base has not been happy about the company for quite a while, so it, that's the more likely explanation. Yeah. Maybe if you upgraded to a big boy MMO, maybe you'd be less frustrated. Let these people have their nostalgia. It's I was not gonna like say big just... boy MMOs milk you for any less cash. Yeah, I was good. The, <laughs> it's true. The, I, the fact that this is still up and running, I'm like, really? I'm probably going to check that out. What? Yeah. Uh, um, all I remember from my time with Wizard 101 was I was able to play through like the first story mission and then it's like, pay me, bitch. Uh, yeah, then they hit you in the face. <laughs> pay me, bitch, if you want to continue. And I'm like, but I was having fun. Pay me. Uh -huh. And um, then I'm like, fine, I'll go back to RuneScape. I already pay for that shit. Uh, <laughs> I still pay for that. I get on maybe four times a year. I just keep forgetting to cancel it. Um. So we didn't talk about this when it happened, but a while back, streamer Amaranth is, I believe, how it's pronounced. Yep. Um, she basically came out and was like, I'm leaving my husband because of domestic abuse. And he's been the one uh, in charge of my streams and controlling a lot of the stuff for a long time. And, like, it's not been good. It, from all accounts, it was, yeah, an abusive and terrible situation. And that really sucks. <laughs> um, yeah. And what was even more frustrating about it is that fucking incels on the internet were more upset about the fact that she was married than the fact that she was being domestically abused. And, like, that she was married and had not told them. Uh, yep. Which, shut the fuck up. She's allowed to have a private life and allowed to keep that kind of shit private. And also, from the sounds of it, basically, she was not allowed to talk about it by the domestically abusive husband because if she seemed single, the incels would pay more money because simping. <laughs> um, they so, just they just wanted to fantasize about a relationship with her guys. And yeah, you, and you can't and you can't do that if they're taken. Exactly, and so like it was more profitable for her to not say which like she seemed all fine about saying it but the domestically abusive asshole who was running her shit would not let her because he wanted the cash like makes sense um but apparently she's doing a lot better now because she said she is now streaming uh far more overwatch than hot tub content she says it used to be about 50 50 and now it's more like 90 10 and that her life is better. So good for her. Absolutely. Girl boss. And now Making this makes charges. me wonder back when she was ha when we had that story about her starting an like e-girl agency 
how much was that this of that was that asshole and not her. Well, right. seeing as how she's still going through with that. Mm. Like, I don't know. I haven't checked much about it. Yeah, uh, she's still intending to go through with that, but that doesn't mean it was her idea to begin with. Right. It could right. be that she's just locked into a bunch of contracts now. Yeah, she could be locked into it. Or she could really want to run a business like that. And you know what? If she wants to run a business, girl boss. And that and that's fine by me. I had no issue with her running that business to begin with. I just yeah. thought it was an like, interesting story. Like, our biggest concerns about that at the time were, what's the revenue split going to look like? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are, are these people that sign with her going to be exploited? That was my issue. I didn't have any and... is issue with her wanting to make a company like this. I don't have any issue with people wanting to do that. If that's the kind of content you want to make, more power to you. Right? Just... I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that she seems to be more in control about how much of her content is, you know, more sexually charged and stuff like that, which, yeah. hell yeah. I support women's rights and women's wrongs. <laughs> uh, um, I suppose we should talk about the Smash Bros thing because that was a big thing even though I don't know much about this whole Smash Bros tourney scene I didn't know anything about this story and, okay. I, and I know about the tourney scene okay so Smash World Tour is a pretty popular tournament yep uh, it's been shut down by Nintendo very suddenly like like when it was very close to when it was supposed to run um nintendo has said they won't allow the 2022 competition to run without a license and it seems like any hope of a tournament in 23 has also been shut down um smash world tour is alleging that panda global a rival tournament organizer that does have a license had a hand in them getting canceled and shut down by nintendo Since when has this ever been an issue apex used to be a huge smash brothers tournament and they didn't have an operating license with nintendo well apparently you gotta know and it seems that the the this panda global or whatever is like one of the big ones that does have a license and it seems like they're having their own issues with keeping their talent on board as well so it seems like whatever they did has kind of screwed the community in general yeah uh okay that makes sense that tracks because there was big uproar when nintendo decided they wanted to start sponsoring events and show more mm -hmm. interest in the community in the competitive scene when the competitive scene was basically driven by the fans of the series and yeah that tracks that nintendo would come in and fuck it all up yep unfortunate they, but it tracks they didn't give a shit about the tournament scene they gave a shit about whether or not it could make them money yeah Ugh. um so I didn't even know that Witcher 4 was in development, but yes. apparently CD, CD Projekt Red has confirmed that there will be no remake of the original Witcher game until Witcher 4 is finished. Because um. from the sounds of it, 
the Witcher remake runs on much of the same technology that Witcher 4 uses. Yeah. But I want I want a Witcher 1 and 2 remake. Well, you're not getting it until Witcher 4 is done. Fuck you, CD Projekt Red. You did us (laughs) dirty. Give us the remakes we're asking for. See, I'm good with the remakes waiting because I do want the new stuff. I've already played one and two. I can come back to that. Like the Resident Evil games. I'd rather have Resident Evil 9 than Resident Evil Remake 4. Listen, (laughs) I I get that. Uh, but it's really hard for me to convince my friends to play the original Witcher and Witcher 2. It's when, a horrible game. When they look, <laughs> when they look the way they do. Yeah, it's a horrible game, and it's it plays nothing like. Well, neither one of them play anything like four. So they do need to remake one and two as four, but they can do like four, five, and six before they start remaking. As far as I'm concerned. No, no, no. If they get to Witcher 5 and there isn't a remake of 1 or 2, I'm pretty sure people are going to, like, torch and pitchfork at the entrance of their office. Yeah. Um, and for our last one, uh, do not buy Outbound Ghost on Steam right now. It is on sale, but it is on sale against the wishes of the, the, the yep. developer. Okay, so the sale that just happened... Over Black Friday, like last week, like last week, that was approved. This current the one, the one that happened like over Thanksgiving and Black Friday weekend was approved by the developer. He put the game on sale. Steam has decided to include Outbound Ghost in their winter sale against the developer's wishes. And he made, and the developer made a very public announcement about this, including another public announcement on top of that, of how they did not authorize ports to the Switch, the PS4, or PS5. Okay, so I looked a little further into this, and from what... And from what I can tell is they someone responded to them being to the developer being like, hey, in your videos you posted about the development of this game, you talked about how you were porting the game yourself. Like, what? how can these not be authorized if you were doing port jobs? And basically, the developer was like, look at the dates on the video. After a certain point, I stop talking about port work that I am doing. From the looks of things, it seems like he did, like, complete a partial port job. And then um, the publisher that he partnered with came and swept in and took the port out of their hands mm-hmm. and proceeded to port it badly. And it is now on those systems. Yes. And the port runs quite poorly compared to the Steam version. Yep. Wow. He said that it, He said that the version of the game that's been ported the systems isn't even the finished version of the game it's not even the one that's on steam it's an earlier build that was submitted that was like the core gameplay was done but like a lot of the balancing wasn't done and it's an earlier build of the game that was submitted with partial port work done when they started the discussion of porting Mm-hmm. The developer never authorized the ports, 
and is getting a lot of shit because the ports are garbage. When it's not. When it's not their fault. Because the publisher they partnered with ported the games without permission. Yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, And this led me to wonder... Um... The, this all led me to wonder who exactly controls whether or not a game is ported to a console and it, who controls yeah. and who controls when a game goes on sale yeah uh, a lot of it seems to be publisher just kind of disregarding developer which is not the first time it's happened but this is a problem and in case anyone was wondering who exactly the publisher in this case is, it is Diggerati, D-I-G-E-R-A-T-I. And that's a shame because we have worked with them, with Diggerati, before yeah. uh, on various reviews. And that's a shame that they would pull such a scumbag move because the because I sang praises for them before for being one of those companies that does a lot of publishing of like one two man games yeah game developed titles uh to find out that they're involved in this is kind of saddening to me yeah because i do like that i typically like what they do but it makes me also now wonder how many other teams have they done this to how many other developers have they done this to that just oh. didn't that just didn't speak up. Yeah. I wonder if these issues are a more recent one because it appears the founder and CEO of the of Digarati died this year. Oh. Oh. That's sad. So maybe that's why maybe new yeah. people in charge different company moles yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. He had a four-year-old kid. Oh. This is a really sad. No, I'm just sad. I was. I was already. I was already sad because one of my favorite indie game publishers was involved in this scandal. Now I'm just sadder. Right. Maybe we should wrap it up. Um. <laughs> We've been going for quite a while. Yes, we have. Uh, yeah. We're sorry to leave you guys on a sad note, but we do not have anything yeah. <laughs> super happy. Uh, we'll leave you with anger instead. Just remember the Xbox controller hoodie. We'll leave yeah, you with okay. anger instead. <laughs> uh, or maybe it's more bafflement than anger. Um, but, yeah. Drop your details. Alright, well, I'm Greg. You can catch me over on the bad Elon app at... <laughs> At B-R-I-S underscore P-I-T, uh, where you'll see me currently falling for a lot of thirst traps from some of my favorite Twitch creators, because fuck you, I'm only human. <laughs> and I am Liam. You can find me at G Gray Muzzle on the Twitter. And uh, I, I mine's been all over the place lately because I've been all over the place. Kind of like my voice. What is going on with that? Anyway, have a great day. Um, and I'm Mel. You can find me at, at Mel Curtis. And as always, the website Twitter is BDG underscore UK, which is where you can find content 
from all our contributors, not just the voices you hear on this podcast. And that's where you can find all sorts of reviews, editorials, all that good stuff. And we will see you next time in the new year. Yep. In the new year. Bye. <laughs> Bye.